Comics Podcast, The Weird Science, Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 113. I am your host, Jim. And if you can tell already, I, I have kind of lost my voice today. And also a co-host. The guy is drunk. Brendan may be gone again. We shall see. We shall see because he was talking to me 15 minutes ago. He was finishing up the books, getting ready to record. Uh, I ended up telling him I was going to go heat up my coffee, came back six minutes later, and the guy is drunk. he's gone. Now, he did say earlier that he was still a little drunk, the guy is drunk. but he wasn't uh, you know, tired or anything and that he would be okay. He would be a crackhead. It might be. It might be. He could be a crackhead that got hold of the wrong stuff. Um, but I'm going to at least do this intro by myself and keep checking on Brandon. I apologize for my crazy voice as well. No limitations. There are no limitations, Doug Peterson, just like in your win today against the Redskins. And so this is episode 113, as I said. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of books, have a bunch of mail. But I'll tell you where you can find us all around. You can find us on the Twitters at WS Marvel Comics. We also have a website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com, where you can go there and look at all of our reviews and previews and things like that, just to give you a little rundown of the scheduling over there. Usually, we have most of our reviews for the new week on Wednesday, New Comic Book Day. They come out around 9 a.m. Sometimes Marvel lets us release some of the bigger things the night before. We have previews that start coming out over the weekend into Monday and Tuesday, and also have some retro reviews that are you know, some older issues that we review that come out on a Sunday. So there's plenty of stuff going on over there. We also have a Patreon account. That is Weird Science at the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird sign is what I meant to say. And if you go over there, you can get plenty of shows, a lot of Marvel shows as well, if you're just a Marvel fan. But if you like actually doing things with everything else going on and the, you know, DC and stuff. And now, as I say this, Brandon tried to join in, which I told him not to because it screws everything up. So I just kicked him out. You know why? Because he could be a crackhead who got a hold. Of the wrong stuff. And if he comes in, if he comes in again, I'm going to smack him one because I think he's now ruined my whole thing. Uh, All of the flow that I had going, which wasn't much. But, you know, if again, you go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, you get a bunch of shows. One of the big shows is the weekly comic spotlight. And this past week, we had Doctor Strange annual number one and Red Goblin Red Death number one, which was pretty good for the Halloween uh, theme going that came out on a Wednesday. Our Marvel spotlights always come out Wednesday night, so you can go get the books, read them quick, listen to the spotlight. But we also have other shows. I actually just did the Marvel Back Issues podcast where I go into the Marvel Unlimited app and pick a book to review. And since Doctor Doom came out a little bit ago, I decided to do a Doctor Doom issue and the one that the bad butts picked. 
and I'll say the bad butts of the Get Fresh crew. Kapuya, Kapuya. Yeah, uh, we ended up picking Luke Cage, Hero for Hire, number nine, uh, from 1973. And if you say, but Jim, that's not a Doctor Doom issue. Well, it is, because Doctor Doom in that issue owes Luke Cage $200, and Luke Cage is not stopping until he gets that. Now, another thing that I'd like to throw out there of a Marvel show that I do is the Marvel Events podcast, where I started at the very beginning. I just got done the Thanos War, and now I am done that going on to the original Clone Saga from 1973, which actually is just Amazing Spider-Man 139 through 151, and I'll be doing that usually about three or four issues at a time for a podcast of the events going into you know starting from the beginning and going on and that is the reason i like doing something like that is you know i hope people enjoy it but i also want to you know increase my knowledge knowledge as they say uh down at the rec center with all the young kids saying that uh but yeah so i end up learning some things and things like that which actually leads me we usually don't you know put a spotlight on iTunes reviews, but we haven't gotten one in a little bit, so I figured I'd put a spotlight on one we just got, and it's Anime Fan 79. And a little shout out to you, Anime Fan. You're part of the Get Fresh crew now. And he says, My favorite Marvel podcast ever. Now, I'm doing this. A lot of times people will, you know, throw these out there for, you know, trying to pat themselves on the back. So you figure that's what's going on here. My favorite Marvel podcast ever. Now, now I'd like to talk to Anime Fan 79 We might be the only podcast he's listened to. So we'll see because he does throw some backdoor shade oh, yeah. at us oh, yeah. because says, Jim and Brandon are a great team. However, there are times I find myself screaming at their lack of Marvel knowledge. At you, I think I scream at that as well. I have also laughed so hard. I've cried. Love these guys. So it, it comes down to basically what happens with me and Eric over at the DC podcast. You, you try to, you know, get your, your things, your P's and Q's, you know, dot your I's and things like that. But it ends up the talk about cereal and, and nonsense that ends up being the big draw. So, but there you have it. And I just want to say to Anime Fan 79 and everyone else, I, I agree. I do have. A big lack of Marvel knowledge. Now, because of that, it's one of these things. I like to do this podcast as the idea that it's a learning experience for me. Maybe some other people are right there with me, but also it gives people a chance, like an anime fan 79, to inform me of some things that I get wrong. And I'm not one of these guys who gets mad at that sort of thing. I, I get mad at a lot of stuff, including Chewy Chips Ahoy and Almond Joys. Almond Joys, one of the worst candy bars ever. I told Eric this week at work, never eaten one of those again in my life. I refuse. It's nonsense. Mounds all the way. Hashtag Team Mounds. But uh, the thing is, this is why I hope that when you listen to this podcast, uh, we wouldn't come across as, you know, kind of pretentious jerks. I got to watch my language because this is not a cursing podcast, uh, maybe a kissing company, but not a cursing podcast. And so when we do these, I, I hope that you realize I'm not trying to fake the funk and say that I know everything because I know I don't. I started at Fresh Start. I mean, that's when I started. I'm not going to know everything there is to know about everything Marvel. Uh, over at the DC podcast, I've been doing that for over 250 episodes. So I know a little bit more. Still don't know everything. Still mess up some stuff. Still don't know and still learn every single day. Isn't that the saying that they say? A day without learning something new is a day in the garbage heap is what I heard once. Or a day that you don't learn a new tidbit is a day that you're on the toilet. 
that's what I heard one time, and I, I go by that. I actually do. Uh, but yeah, so I just want to say thank you for your your review, Anime Fan, and it was a an Anime Fan seventy nine. It was a five star review, so it's not like I'm mad at it. But I just want to point out the idea that I realize that I have you know some lack of knowledge. I tried to know the book that I am reading right then, but anybody who wants to get on, say, the Twitter at WS Marvel Comics, again, I'll tell you that if you follow me, I'll follow you. That's just how we go. We'll walk down the street together hand in hand. But if you get on there and want to tell me something or email me, even if it's not for the podcast, if you don't want to have an email on the podcast but want to say, hey, you know what, Jim, uh, you said something in Venom the other day and you really didn't know. But it also goes to the fact that we kind of tried in the last couple of weeks to kind of step out of our boundaries a little and, and it bit me in the butt. And we'll get to that in the mail from Steve, where I ended up wanting to, you know, mix things up and add some things. But the the reason why we ended up doing this and the MO for this podcast always was the idea. Let's do books that we like, have a good time, tell some jokes. Maybe they don't all hit like knock, knock. Who's there? Me. See, that didn't hit very well. I'm glad that I had that, you know, rim shot for it. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those where when I try to step out of that boundary before kind of learning and before doing things, it always ends up being the worst. So I'm not going to let that happen again. But with all that said, I'm going to go off to the books. I'm going to go off to Brandon. Maybe. Could he be there? Now, this is the thing. I extended this more than I should have because now he's probably gone to bed. But we will see. I hope he hasn't. Uh, I am going to go and see, and hopefully he'll be back with us in a second. Good question. My my favorite writer right now is probably... I've got a line, it was Sunday night, wrote up my notes. To get the feeling right, Brendan had messaged me, he's drinking at his friends, but that was at quarter to three. And that's about the time that Jerk passed out on me. He lives in Buffalo, I could not see. I guess it's just me on the weekend show. Way up there in Buffalo, it's just another Sunday night. Brandon's drunk again, Brandon's drunk again. Brandon is yes. drunk again. I ended up. Let, let me hear this again. Good question. Okay, that I have the the file. The guy is drunk. <laughs> That's supposed to be the guy is drunk, which I had before. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I, I got I got Eric talking drunk. The guy is there we go. What well, the heck? We did have what? Patrick Gleason. We talked to Patrick Gleason book oh, yeah. this week already. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Tomas Gleason. <laughs> uh, that was from our DC episode 100 that and indeed Eric was drunk. That's not what I want to use to throw shade at you, though. Yeah. I want it. The guy is drunk. Is what I want. Birds wanted. of and the same feather, I guess. Right? That is true. There yeah. he is. Brandon's here with us. He, yeah. he is probably still a little tipsy. I mean, yeah, a little you bit. end up. You know, watching those bills. I come home and get thrown it. right into the dad phrase, so that'll sober you That's up right. quick. You I, know? I was actually thinking, because we were getting ready to do this, I didn't know what time we were doing. I'm like, okay, so sometimes we have to do it at 11, sometimes we don't. I'm thinking that the idea that y- your wife is working and there you drunk dad i'm like that's not the best i mean i guess that's what they do in buffalo right yeah. and, the guy they, they were drunk. at my dad's today i actually when i got home yeah. i was supposed to have uh two hours until the kids and and the wife got got home you know and everyone was home yeah. all together but uh i left my 
I left my keys in the house when I left for the game. Oh, so nice. I had to no, go to so my dad's, to hang out with everybody, quiet time, none. So I, I squeezed the books that in is, still. But, that you is know. nonsense. Yeah. That's nonsense. But we're here to talk other bit of nonsense, the uh, Marvel books tonight. And and that's that's kind of shade, but not really. I like most of the things that we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, I don't want to get into that idea where we ended up having a iTunes review that I just talked about, about people, you know, saying, oh, man, they don't know what's going on and things like that. And I said, I really don't for a lot yeah. of things. And we try to avoid those things for now as we kind of ease into things, especially myself. But I just want to tell you right now, Brandon, we're not going to go against our MO ever again. We got to talk about books that we like, at Only. least like. Yeah. So if we're, <laughs> if it's a series, you know, we may not like an issue of it, but we have to like the book in general. At bit. least one of us has to like it and not go into something, say, like a Hulk, Immortal Hulk number 25, 25 where our heads are spinning around. That was around. voted in. That was not our choice. I know. Per se, well, that was my you know? fault for putting it on the vote. I didn't have to say that we're going to, you know, and also, you know, King Thor, which I threw in there knowing full well that I probably wouldn't know what was going on. And I didn't like it because of that. And I, you know, some people who like Thor get bored with other things that I like, but Thor really does. I called that King Boar. But don't boom. I don't I don't have my my thing. But, uh, you know, and and Steve has an email later where he's just going to yell at me and you. I mean, maybe you should yell more at yeah, you. You're more I mean, of a Jason guy. Yeah, I've read most of yeah. the entire run, and I, I don't find King I'm telling you, I think that he's also just mad that I just didn't like it. But we'll see. We'll get to the mail of that because we're going to start with Contagion number five. And this ends this weekly series, very weekly, in my opinion, because of the fact that, you know, you kind of had this book set up as a pretty cool deal and it kind of just ends very in a forced way. And it just ends to end with stuff that just didn't seem like that's how it was set up. And I, I thought there was going to be more of a mystical element to this. I thought there was going to be more of a, I said, because, you know, to lift the veil, this is the second time we're talking about yeah, this because the, the, the recording failed. And uh, yeah, the ending just seemed to kind of get away from some of the stuff, including the idea that now. Uh, urchin the contagion virus uh, has a an army of all the heroes when before it was you know the big thing was hey it can take the people's powers and now the powers kind of get pushed aside because now it's an army of these un you know almost fungus up characters and it just seems weird. It just seemed to and end it's, in it's this almost way. like there's a, a version of the mind for them when Moon Knight does yeah, his little Moon thing. Moon Knight goes into inner space, is what I'd like to call it. And even that seemed too quick. You didn't get a lot of time to kind of, you know, get involved with this. But w- with all this going on, it just kind of ends with a way to like, OK, everybody's fine. Everybody's saved. Let's contain this. Let's get out of here. When I thought that this was more of a thing, especially when they're like you had the urchin virus at first saying and it wasn't that it wasn't urchin itself. This is the thing. But we thought it was kind of like, help me, you know, yeah. get away, save me get away well now it just seems that those were the people in it and this this virus just was a fungus that just wanted to go and you know infect how Eat many everything. people yeah, it, it could just, it yeah. just is this, a singular because, thing like it just wants to destroy yeah. and when you start it off in the you know with the kunlum end up 
in a basement, you know, sarcophagus that opens. I'm expecting more of a mystical element. Yeah, I'm like expecting a mummy more, story or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm expecting you know? more of something like that, something like a poltergeist. Like I said, where you had the Kunlun go and they moved the headstones, but they didn't move the body. Something like that going on. Or, you know, the classic buried on an Indian burial ground. Things like that that you get from a lot of tropes from these horror movies that, you know, most people like but I hate. And uh, with that, though, you don't really get that by the end. And you get this crazy plan by Moon Knight, and it just (laughs) ends up working, but in a different way because – he really doesn't have he much lucks of a plan. out essentially yeah. you know yeah if, if pay wasn't in there in that you know the the urchin body there done there was no way yeah, that I it, it so would have worked out yeah it would have been big trouble but it's contagion number five and it is written by ed brisson art by adam gorham colors by veronica gandini and letters by vcs Corey pettit uh deadly fungus escaped from kunlun and wound up in the subway tunnels beneath Yancey Street, home of the Fantastic Four. The fungus, called the Urchin, infected a young girl named Ruby and her friend Anton. Using Ruby as its host, the Urchin began to consume Manhattan. City's heroes fought back. Nearly all of them, including the Avengers and three of the Fantastic Four, fell victim to the fungus. The Urchin absorbed the hero's powers, making itself stronger, leaving them in a comatose state. After a week of failed attempts to stop the urchin, only a handful of heroes remain. Ironfish, Jessica Jones, Moon Knight, The Thing, Sparrow, Senor Magico, Pei, and Piledriver. Moon Knight came up with a plan, one so crazy it might work. The plan, let the urchin infect him so he can get inside the monster's head and free the victim's minds. Out of time and out of options, the heroes returned to the street where they faced an army of infected heroes commanded by the urchin. So you have all this going on. Like I said, at one point, They were pretty much assuring us that there weren't anybody inside that it was fooling you. Like all of a sudden Reed was talking through it to get the thing upset. And then the thing ended up putting his fist through the first urchin, you know, husk that was there and and just destroyed it. And then Dr. Strange is like, oh, don't worry. It's fine. There was nothing there. And, And I mean, even just the idea of. Hey, everybody, we don't want to get the Fantastic Four involved, or not the Fantastic Four, the Avengers involved. Don't get the Avengers involved. Then they get involved, but it didn't really matter. No, you know, you ended up all. having a lot of things not matter, but really in this, it is the That's whole idea. That's almost like the outside spread of the virus, too, because they're all the way in an yeah, entirely different location than the, yeah. this New York virus is and where yeah, that's taking so place. Yeah, they're, so they're at Avengers Mountain and things like that going, but you end up having our heroes against urchin and you end up just moon knight saying hey we, we tried i'm gonna go with plan you know plan awful yeah, i'm I got just gonna get guy. infected and go in and he goes in and that is kind of cool but really it it doesn't have enough space to do no. this you know you have moon knight go in and it's kind of almost like like i said it's inner space but it's all you know it's almost almost like one of those cosmic things that you would see on like a silver surfer but yeah. in a dirty dark way and you end up letting guts go in. instead of yeah. space stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you go in and you end up having heroes like Electra is the one he runs into. And she follow, follow who? Follow. I'm like, all right, let's go. And it ends up where it's just as the, the other heroes are fighting on the street, Pei gets infected. She goes in and yep. it's one of those she that she's up. just in there. And it seems like all of a sudden we're getting rules that are just thrown here because we wouldn't have seen this inside. But Moon Knight's just flying around. Pei's in there, but she's not fully infected inside yet. 
Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't understand how this part works because everybody else is stuck to the wall, but these yes. two are just kind of like fighting yeah, against and this. Yeah, Moon that seems to be the, what he thought would happen because of his powers. But the problem is, is I wish that we saw Urchin then using more of his powers as well because she should absor- absorb his powers. But yeah. it ends up where and Paige then why just kind of... Yeah, why is she different though? Well, she ends up being able... Moon Knight ends up cutting the... the severs the deal. The tie, and so yeah, I understand the, the, the deal, but that seems like if you are a fungus and you're among us and you have hay in there and it severs the tentacle, there'll just be five million more yeah. that'll come and get you almost as if you were, it's you like know, the blood a cells disease attacking and, something. Yeah, and yeah. antibodies would go and grab you. Yeah. Uh, but when he does sever that. Hey, in the real world, then is just kind of done, just stops, and it's just standing there. And so that's the whole deal of, oh man, she's been interrupted. And I'm like, we're just throwing things out there. And this is uh, a I neat think thing. at least they have the sorcerer say it because you know at least you can get the idea yeah. he has this connection. Oh, Magico, Senor yeah. Magico, right, and he says yeah. the Mystic Trail from her has been interrupted. That's fine. What I do like, and I will say this. This is a kind of a cool concept of these stories. Usually with these stories, you end up with, you know, classics like, well, first off, we just have to kill them all or let's find the power source or let's call it, you know, even if I'm not even just yeah, talking zombies or is. things. He's like going or, to yeah. the power source here, the yeah. part of the story but we're going to. at least there's to. something different that I've never seen this where you go into the mine. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not, that, that's like a that pretty twist. cool idea. So it's almost a twist of the deal where instead of taking off the head, you go into the head yeah. and try to do it. But it, it just not enough. Really happens because you end up with well, him in there. This is trying the part where the story begins to lose me because yeah, I don't I don't quite understand how they break free of this guy or what they do to him here. It, it gets, and again, because Moon Knight seems essentially like loses yeah. at this point. Yeah, it seems like there's you know you're in there, you get to the brain part of it, which is the girl there with all the stuff around her, just hideous uh, looking thing. Almost yeah. looks like Does a mutated, awful. No, because she ends up at the end, so it's, it's there just. That's where the connection to her is because she's the body of it. You know, you have the brain deal. So he goes there and does want to know what can we do to stop this? What do you want? What is there that you're doing yeah. this? And it's you can't be here. And that's What's where it ends ransom? up losing me a little. It, it <laughs> yeah. usually ends up. Yeah, really. And it ends up losing me a bit because it's there's no real reason the real reason yeah, is it's I know. a fungus and this it's just this is where you spreading. tell us the point of the story and, and like yeah. you know tie I it all around to, hear, to make it mean something yeah I wanted the Kunlun did this and we need this artifact or yeah. we need this and that we need somewhere else to go something like that and then yeah. even or by Kun the Lan end is, their headquarters is my, our old family home yeah so and, and you and end up having like to Anything. you know have a little <laughs> shrine there to yeah. you know have them or our god is pissed you know things like that but it doesn't get there even though at the end out of nowhere they even say oh you know what happened this was a fungus and somebody tried to use magic to make it a weapon i'm like really like what's going on who but you end up where (laughs) you might want to find them if they're still alive yeah really moon knight goes to you know hey you know hey there brain what's going on get out and then just gets consumed and ends up seemingly in there being infected. Now, this is where Pei comes through and ends up saving him 
and saving everybody else. And Pei really is the hero of the story, which I love because I think she's really cool. I think it's a cool yeah, but character. But how does she do it? Because Moon Knight has these things all over his face, and then you just yeah. see this hand. I think you just sever it, but that's what I'm up. saying. It's very, very you know, out of does nowhere. Does she do it through the mind or does she do it out in the world? No, because I think it- she does it through the mind. Okay. I think this is all in the mind at that point where you're freeing everybody and then they're, they're coming loose. out. Yeah, yeah, because and then realizes you got to set because even they're like, hey, you go and see the brain. I'm going to try to free everybody. I'm going to fight this stuff off as you go. There is even a weird deal that I just want to point out quick for later. Doc Ock seemed to have been in there as well. You see him on the one left-hand side, and it's, oh, yeah. it's Doc Ock. Wait, and I'm like, Mole oh, man. man? Was that, that might be, I think that's actually, Mole it man. might be Mole Man. You're yeah. right. Actually, it looks just like him, but you're right. It is Mole Man. Darn it. I thought that this was going <laughs> to spoil later. Uh, but yeah, so you end up then with the idea that Moon Knight's like, okay, you freed me. Now, see, there's where people, now there's three more. Uh, iTunes review saying that I'm nonsense. Yeah, you end up well, Moon Knight just you, like, so we're safe. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, that's so you end up having yeah. So you end up having Moon Knight go, and it's like you know. Then all of a sudden, the girl that's in the brain, the ruby, like free me, please. And Moon Knight does, yeah. and then they wake up, and so then the you end up girl. where I'm a little confused because now you have the little girl there separated and now you end up having game on we could do whatever we want to urchin and you end up having moon knight running towards it saying crap then i really don't know exactly what happens except that while he's doing that you end up having sue put it in put a, it in a bubble you know a shield but yeah. i don't know what moon knight is saying and doing as he's running towards her except maybe he meant crapping my pants as he's <laughs> doing that because i wish they showed him hit the bubble and bounce back or something yeah because, because it's it just the ends same up happening. shape a panel before when he's charging it i thought maybe yeah. the crap was it got bigger i don't know yeah, I, I don't it's know it's hard to tell i'm telling you all of a sudden it's, or it's in running Sue's at him too field. yeah, yeah i know it it's going and crap but i want to know like i wanted to see him bounce off the force shield and land and be like, like what the people the heck? with those two giant exercise balls that run full speed yeah. at each other. Yeah, that stuff. <laughs> that's the hilarious. But yeah, so basically, you end up with the Fantastic Four out and like, hey, we're gonna take care of it, and they just do. Uh, but I think it's weird because he's yeah, because running they towards it, then the- boom. And then my, that's my when nitpick Sue about says, this we'll ending here I, is just, yeah. the, the Fantastic Four. Almost could have ended this four issues ago, but the thing was too strong for them. Maybe I, I yeah. don't, I don't understand. They're doing the same thing now they they did back then, and it didn't work. And they're almost weak. They even say it at, at one point. Yeah, in well, this they're hungry. The book here, they end up eating hamburgers, which I would want. Galaxy Johnny burgers. wants hamburgers. There, he wants to eat. I always like to eat. And so you're you're there, and the whole ending is. Hey, you know, we figured this out, you know, whatever. It's like a goldfish. It'll grow as big as whatever a fishbowl it's in. So we figured we'll do this. I'm like, well, then why aren't you putting it in something that's yeah. as small as a marble? Why I even know. allow it? To yeah. then now Give again, it a marble. It's a good idea. <laughs> if it breaks out, it's still going to grow, but still do something. And and I, I ended up shoot thinking, it okay, into the sun. And what, what are you doing? That's got vibranium around it so that it'll be. But really, yeah, get rid of it. There's no reason <laughs> for this. Shoot it at the sun immediately. It's a failed weapon. Get it also, out of here. I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know that right off the bat here. I would be eating hamburgers anywhere near it. I know no. that that's nothing, but it's disgusting. <laughs> and so you end up there where everybody's going to say goodbye, saying the idea. And this is it. Uh, you know, it is a fungus, you know, the, the so-called zombie ant fungus. It's like it. 
Spreading and what nature designed it to do. Somewhere along the way, someone thought it might be a good idea to infuse it with magic to use it as a weapon, though I don't expect they live to realize their dream. This is just so, at yeah, the end narration and- to just tell you what we don't even care about by this point. It's and, just and to what tell we, you nothing. It's just a mindless yeah. thing that wanted to kill everything. This should have been something that they figured out issues ago and had it tie into how they stop it. But out of nowhere, it's just like, eh, it, it's just like this. And it's just, oh, it's like the zombie ant fungus, but they never figured it. It's, it just gets thrown at you. And then you just have Ben just sitting there. And this is pretty good, actually, because it's we love Eddie the Yancey Street, Street, Street nonsense. Yeah. I love the Yancey Street stuff because Ruby and Anton come by, uh, who started all this when Anton went to tell Thing that, that, that Ruby was infected and said, hey, man, you, you're the best. You, you helped us. You, you did all this. Thanks for getting me out of that fungus thing. And Ben's just like, you know what? This is all I need. This is a repayment for all of this is to you just stop giving me a hassle. And Ruby goes and kisses and says, not a chance. And then things just sitting there and goes, classic, classic Yancey. Yancey. I'm telling you, <laughs> classic Yancey would be kiss, yeah. punch in the face, kick in the balls, and then say, hey, you know, we're doing it now. And end yeah. up doing some spray sort of. Spray paint DX across say, his chest while he's down. Spray paint on him. You yeah. know, then spit on him and leave. <laughs> classic Yancey. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it ends and that. I know, that last being... page gave it a little bump of a score for me because. Yeah, it did <laughs> too. <laughs> it did for me because it made me laugh. It. And yeah. you, you want to get our scores up, you have Yancey kids yeah. being Yancey kids. That's oh, all yeah. we need. And Love I will it. go up. But the problem about this is. I wonder if at one point now I would think that they wanted to have this come out because they wanted to come out it's during Halloween October with story, Halloween yeah. thing. But if this was a monthly book and we had to end up having five months of this, I think that I'd be more furious at this ending or yeah. not ending. No, but because you. of I'm the idea you. that it's done and it's done, done we're with. here. Yeah. We were there with it. But again, I'm not going to say to anybody you should go read this. It's okay. It just ends up with a fizzle. It's disappointing because it started exciting enough. And it like for something I had no interest going into kind of hooked me at the start, at least anyway. And then fizzles out. We talked about this many a time before. You have this coming out at the same time that DC has deceased. And also you have, you know, the uh, Marvel zombies Zombies, out as well. So there's trouble. So with all that. It, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle as well. And it just didn't end great. But because of that, and I, I like the art for the most part. It does fit the story. There are some wonky pages. It gets there. a little sloppy at the end yeah, until the Yancey Street page. Almost. Yeah, and it gets it gets a little non, uh, you know, a lot less, uh, you know, detailed. And I, I thought that that didn't play off very well. But it has a ton of characters and things like that. So I can, I can dig that. But uh, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. For this, and I'd probably give the whole series a six out of ten overall. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not mad that we talked about all the issues, no, um, it's, but it's it would have been enough. something that if I didn't read it, and then somebody told me later, "Oh, you got to read it," and I got the trade, I'd be like, well, I, well, be "I'm annoyed. not listening yeah. to you anymore." Yeah, it is definitely one of <laughs> those a books. Lot, buddy. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah, agree. Yeah, what would you give it? Yeah, I, I would go six as well. Uh, maybe Ooh. a six point three, something like that. I, I had enough fun with it, um, no. but, but by the ending, I was. I was also a little disappointed, you know. It, yeah, it was. Five issues, it just kind of ended with a thud with a, a fungus that likes to kill everything in its path. Yeah. I, I just yeah, expected that's, that's a little a more shame. with all the setup that came before it. So, I did, too. Um, I did, too. Yeah, the, by the end, the Yancey Street cheered me up a little bit, so that's maybe where the point three comes in. But, uh, oh you know, my. 
It's forgettable. Yeah. Forgettable, but entertaining. Yeah, it is. And it, it served October well, I guess. Yeah. You know, you can have that. But yeah, if you it came out said, in any other month, it, I would definitely be more annoyed by it, I think. But yeah. I get what they're trying to do here. Yeah, you ended up saying when, when the thing failed uh, that you think that these people, when they go with a story, you know, and say, hey, to the editors, hey, I got this story uh, that we were talking that maybe the editor should ask what the ending is. Yeah. Because some of these stories keep doing this where it starts off strong and then ends bad. Now, sometimes you have things that are against circumstances and ongoing. Yeah. Yeah, An ongoing book that ends up being canceled when you're in the middle of a story and you have to end it in one or two issues. That's a different thing. This was a set five issues. And I, I just think that, you know, the the whole thing got away from the beginning and you had a couple rules set and they went against that. You had a couple neat things spelled out that never came to be. So it is more of a disappointment for me than a anger at the story itself. I just think it could have been more. But we're going to go off right now to the next book, and that is Venom. Uh, I was going to call you Eric, Brandon. Now I'm well, drunk. The, <laughs> the guy is tired. But yeah, so you end up having a, another absolute carnage tie-in on Venom. And it is Venom 19. And this is the thing with this is we have been really high on the Venom tie-ins. And and I like this issue. There's just a weird timing issue with this. There's like weird. It just feels weird. It it feels very odd reading this issue. Because you're a lot further ahead in Absolute Carnage 4 than we are in this book. And it's almost also ahead in in certain ways and filling in cracks and others. That's what I'm saying, yeah. And and it's filling in a couple cracks in what we had already seen and the Absolute Carnage 4, I believe, was the last one we did. And and so when you do this, I, I ended up going through it and I'm like, Wait a second. What is this timing? And I, and I go back to Especially look. Especially when it starts with Scorpion. Yeah, yeah. And I go back to look, and I'm waiting for any sort, unless I missed it. It does say earlier, but you can't just say earlier and mean everything. I know. I, I was waiting for this note to tell me this takes place before this, and now we have so many tie-ins and things like that. I would really like to have at the back of the book, the beginning of the book, a- as the deal – Give me a little timeline. And what has ended up doing that, what I want, is kind of the Hickman X-Men books where they have a list. You see the ones you've already read. You see where this one goes in. Now, that goes in order as you're doing it. But I would have liked, you know, this takes place because now that we have a bunch of things, because even the idea of Miles being yeah, taken down, like, like we, we've already seen him so, not. It feels like so, that happened two months ago at this point, three months yeah, ago. Yeah, and, and we've seen him go against the you know come yeah. out and help yeah. and things like that especially <laughs> when he helped circle with the things yeah and now we're back so it did throw me off now with that there is a huge thing in this issue and really the only real thing that we're going to get out of this issue is a continuation of what dylan is yeah. and with and with sleeper. all of this going on you ended up having this idea of eddie you know being dylan's father he's pretending to be his brother things like that well we start getting little hints before of maybe Dylan isn't quite what we thought. We end up thinking, or at least being told by the maker, that the codex was transferred from Dylan's mom into Dylan himself. That's why Carnage would be after him, things like this. But when the sleeper ends up involved with him here, you end up having the sleeper even like, what the crap? What yeah. Does anybody know well, the, what you really the are? The other weird thing is, and I think Aaron's brought this up in the chat a couple times, is does Carnage... 
Carnage almost found out Dylan had something in him by accident. Like it's not yeah. something he's been able to sniff out like everybody else. Or d- does he just know the other people had the symbiotes? That's I've been a little confused about well, that and, as well. And here's the thing when you're going with it. I don't know. It, like if Carnage can sniff out or Carnage has, you know, the who's who of the Venom verse. Like, oh, who's next on my bucket list of, yeah. you know, of awful pulling out their spines and drinking <laughs> their fluid? I mean, there's my bucket list. Uh, but yeah, so he's going through the thing. And, and when this happens, when you do have, you know, Dylan end up, we'll, we'll get to it. But it's even a freak out moment. I mean, this is something that's supposed to be so crazy, I guess, that even the symbiotes are like, holy, get away from me. Ah! Yeah. You know, and all these things going on. But we'll see how it goes and all that. But yeah, yeah, yeah when you read this, you kind of have to kind of adjust to the to the time frame yeah, of it. And it did take a me a little. But it is Venom number 19, written by Donny Cates, art by Ivan Coelho, which I'll tell you, every issue I like Ivan Coelho even more. I, yeah, I, I am like a Ryan art. Stegman fan. But boy, I, I'm starting to like Ivan Coelho's art almost, maybe a little better. Only because it, it's it's got a more of a, a colorful feel, which would yeah. also go with, the you know, Colors Rain Barreto. Yeah. yeah, and Letters by VCs, Clayton Cowell. So I have to give Rain Barreto, uh, you know, credit with that as well. Um, but you have years ago, the offspring of the Venom symbiote bonded with the serial killer, Cletus Cassidy, creating Venom's greatest foe, Carnage. But the symbiote isn't the only one with a child. Eddie now has a son named Dylan. With Venom away fighting Carnage, Dylan and the ex-symbiote host Normie Osborne were left in the custody of the Maker. But after an attack by four of Carnage's minions, the Life Foundation symbiotes riot, Fage, Lasher, and Agony, the Maker became bonded with them, creating a new hybrid. As Dylan and Normie try to escape this new Maker hybrid, Spider-Man and his allies, Captain America, the Thing Wolverine, have just arrived. And again, they just arrive here. And that right when I read that, I'm like, wait a minute, just arrived. And well, in the other book, Eddie has taken their, you know, their codexes yeah. into himself to make yeah, himself a new into Venom a suit. super deal. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? And it is just a timing issue. And it's a shame because if this would have come out in the proper time, boy, it does up the ante. Because when we yeah, get up that, have a that absolute carnage it. issue... All of a sudden, when they're like, oh, you know, Maker was just taking the symbiotes. And you said Normie already got, got it away and all that. And we had no idea what was going on. <laughs> well, you kind of see that here, um, but a little too late because you do have Normie and Dylan just running away from this hybrid, uh, you know, the hybrid yeah, symbiote. Yeah, he looks terrifying. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he does. And, and while, you know, Spider-Man, Captain America, Wolverine and Thing fight it off and, and really one of the big problems that i have with this issue and I, I i say big problems as if i have a ton of problems but this is where i would have liked to have gotten a little of what thing wolverine you know they're they're going to fight and that's kind of pushed aside because we want to deal more with dylan and stuff yeah. like that because he runs well, i off. like the one scene in the beginning though where th- where thing is like all right fastball special and he picks up spider-man and spider-man's like he's like no i'm not that's pretty funny that's pretty funny he's right there what do you know and he goes but even then when hawkeye shows up pretty awesome i, I like that i like yeah. that he shows up but i the progression the of that I have no idea what's going on. I'm telling you, I I see, you know, hybrid get hit with a a uh, an arrow. He kind of dissipates. Then he dissipates into the, the you know the jeep that ends up hitting a wall. I'm like, that is a crazy looking you know sequence of deals. I'll go with it. But while that is going on, that's when 
you know, you had Normie and Dylan run off and Dylan went right to the sleeper symbiote and ends up going and the sleeper symbiote's even like, hey, you know what? The best way we can do this is for me to just kind of, you know, take you over. You get your own symbiote like your daddy and things like that. And he ends up saying, I'm ready. And then it does go around him, but then there's this big deal of like, you know, jumps get off. away from me, jumps yeah. off and then says, and, and really, I love the way Iban Koalo makes this where it does look sad. You know what it I does. mean? It does yeah. look very upset and sad as if it's not, you know, what are you, you know, I'm a, it's, it's like not even just fear, but it's almost like pity and, and things like that. But again, please sleeper symbiote, just tell us. <laughs> but no. it doesn't seem to know this exactly is, what is it the, is, though. He doesn't either. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the one thing that doesn't aggravate me as much. But I don't know, just the constant long game in all these comics really oh gets to God. me when you're uh, reading I, so many of them. You, you thought know? the same thing because I'm like, <laughs> okay, here we go. We got another kindred on our, on our hands here. Oh, uh, so, oh, the next hundred issues of Venom are going to dive into what Dylan really is and change, yeah. you know, screw with our minds about it eight times. Yeah, so so you have that going on while, you know, our heroes are gone fastball special, all that. And you do have a little bit of a progression here where you do have the symbiote get away from him, but then ends up turning into a wolf. But he's yeah. still infected. You know, he's still infected. He's still connected. You see his eyes, all the things going, but goes out and it's basically like, you know, sleeper kill. And the, you know, the wolf sleeper symbiote just jumps at the maker and just ripping it apart. Yeah, rips him. You know, and even says like, oh, you're slobbering on me. Well, you, you think that's going to work? And it's a cool combo. This is like, in my mind, this is the version of the Hawkeye, uh, you know, speedball special here because he yep. ends up putting napalm on him. And I love then that you have Hawkeye's like, napalm, huh? And the, you know, arrow on fire and just blows him up. And just, yeah. I mean, blows just a him husk of to smithereens. I don't know. Does he get entirely away with the symbiote in the sewer, though, or no? I, I don't you see know. That dark he says, panel. "Where do you go?" And you get that. I think that he's just hurt. It for could now just and goes be off. him, the maker. You know, looking like that down there because yeah, he I is stretchy. That, yeah, I, I'm wondering if it's. Yeah, it probably is. And you do have the glow of the helmet. You would, and maybe it's just the whole thing. They're just injured and off to the side. And maybe what we'll end up doing is having if this didn't, you know, get them off of him, which maybe it would be because you would think that by the end of this, you want the maker to just be. The maker, and yeah, you know, yeah, if he's going to be in so. something you else, so it's kind of a reset. No, yeah. and it, it kind of is the reset. This um, is reset week. Yeah, it is. And so <laughs> you, you have that pretty cool, like you said, but you, you have this connection now, sleeper Dylan, all these things going on. And I like that connection too, is the idea that Dylan ended up knowing to do this in a, in a Worse way, though, he ends up reading a lot of stuff in where he was, where he was holed up in, in yeah. that, you know, the bunker Maker's where they lab. had a lot of things yeah. uh, about wars. And it's just like I could just imagine he's like napalm was used to kill all these people. Oh, I'll use that later. Uh, but it is a good idea to, to I, attack, the, the you know, cool symbiote. Thing I like about uh, Dylan here is that actually the symbiote didn't go on him. And and I, I think the cool thing about him would be that he kind of has like this just mind connection with him and he doesn't actually yeah, he wear does. him. Because I think that the issue is, is you did have the sleeper symbiote go away from him and go, what are you? And then do that, that 
and then still, while he has the connection, he does have stuff coming off yeah, of the eyes. It looks like he I can think, almost control I think he's him. his own deal. I, yeah. I think that he is some, you know, obviously this what are you ended up controlling him and ended up doing this stuff. So he is something a little more important there. But yeah, we see Normie going in, getting his, you know, codex out. So we have that, which, again, was already Good happened news. while we had, yep. you know, absolute carnage deal. And you have... And no, the, here's where they admit or they, they fill that plot hole. We're like, are they putting these kids in this torture device that sucks? Yeah. And and Bruce mentions here, you know, no, we fixed that screaming part of it all. You know, yeah, the screaming where you hear everything is gone. <laughs> so you end up having that, but then you even have a cool deal with Dylan and the the sleeper symbiote, where it's like, you know, I'm not really a dog person. Turns into a cat. He's like, that's pretty cool. I yeah. like that. And that's where you have Eddie it's come back and eight I'm or four you, eyes. Ugh. Eddie comes back to why not get the symbiote off of you five steps before he comes yeah, over like, Argh! and I know Dylan knows the deal, but Jesus Christ. I mean, you know, have something there where he's like, hey, buddy. How you doing? Now that I'm not the ugly venom right now, it's, it's you the end mandatory up like you talk about in the Superman issues that by Bendis, you got to get venom in the issue with at least one page of modern venom in the suit, you know. Yeah. And so when this goes, you do end up though with this idea that the sleeper symbiote is connected to Dylan still because he ends up in the shadows. Like, hey, I got one thing to ask you. When are we going to tell you, Eddie, what you really are? And you just see, you know, Dylan looking off into the distance there while he's hugging Eddie, you know, They're kind both of keeping that. But it's secrets. a cool deal. It's a cool deal that they both have secrets. And, you know, it's going to be one of those like, hey, uh, there, Dylan, uh, you know, you're you're not my brother. You're you're really my son. And then Dylan like, well, about that, I'm yeah. not really your son. I'm more of Noel incarnate. I'm here. I'm there. Whatever it will be. But it'll end up, I think, by the end that he isn't really technically Eddie's son. But it'll be I one think of it's those going things. That way too. Yeah, it'll be one of those things in my mind, almost like the opposite, uh, or actually the same as Man of Steel. One of the things I liked in the Man of Steel movies when you ended up like, oh man, you know, you're pretending that you're my father. He's like, no, 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 I am your father, and I think that's what it's going to be. Of like, I'm not really your son, and Eddie's like, no, no, no. You're my son. I, I love you. I, you know, I care about you. And maybe even that saying, you know what? You want to just be brothers still? Let's be brothers. Well, uh, we'll you, you can't really have a 10-year-old kid running around without supervision here. So, no, you know, unless you need we somebody. find out that he's an ancient symbiote that is, a, you know, like I said, being hidden from Noel by something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. It's going to be interesting. Something's going I mean, I'm, on with I'm definitely intrigued by the that twist. I just wish... You know, we we didn't get left hanging by the end of yeah. the issue. I, and I like, I'm just I like anxious for an Kitty answer. Cat. I like yeah, him. I do too. I like that a lot. Four eyes. Hey yeah. there, four eyes. It's like when I was in school and you, people you call a, me you pizza a bigger face. fan of the sleeper cat or the sleeper wolf? I like the sleeper cat. Sleeper wolf too. looks too it's, it's dangerous. More, it's more undercover, it's cool. you know, yeah. even though it's got That's four eyes. But Yeah, it's got four eyes. And when I was in school, they called me Pizza Face all the time. It wasn't because of my terrible acne. It was because I was always eating pizza. And that's why. Actually, it was because of my terrible acne. <laughs> but uh, I was never – I had glasses, and nobody ever called me Four Eyes, though. So I at least had that. Yeah, they had I, other I, things to attack first. The glasses I, I think that were like was even an uh, insult older than you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, really. That's a 1920s insult yes. they threw yeah. around back four then. Four Eyes. Yeah, or yeah. they're like, hey there, marble – you know, hitter. Marble and that's mouth. for those when you're playing marbles. And they're like, hey there, <laughs> kid who plays with stick and hoop. 
Yeah, yes. That's an old school. That's old school. I'm like, oh man, you remind me of Fatty Arbuckle. And I'm like, oh man, you All got these me. references. You right got over me. 1920s here. reference. Oh, Fatty Arbuckle got himself in some trouble. He he had a party. He got canceled. Some, well, no, some things really went down at this party, but in fact, they didn't. And he ended up having his career taken away. Hey there, Martin. You're not Lewis. How about that? You, you get that one? The Martin yeah. Lewis still? You get that little one? Bit, little bit. A little bit. I've a heard little. the names. Oh, Here's a, hey there, you're more of Adam Sandler than you are The Rock. There There we go. go. That'll be for you, right? You know who you are? You're more Happy Gilmore and and not, I don't know, Grown Ups. Yeah, Really, Happy Gilmore is one of my favorites. But we're going to go off right now to the mail. Do you have the time to drop me and Brendan line? And with Sans Mumble Comics at gmail.com. We will read them all at the wrong tune, says Mel Call. Whether they're positive or when they are not. You can give a shout out to your peeps. Make fun of Brandon, but not me. It's all for the weekend show. Brandon lives in Buffalo. Now here's wrong to say. Yo, it's mail call. All right, it is mail call. Thank you, wrong turn. Yes. You hear me, Brandon. Yes, I do. Brandon does hear you. Sure. We're here for mail section number one. If you want to be part of the mail and a star of the show, you email us at weirdsciencemarvelcomics at gmail.com, just like Jacob with a K, who says, hey, Jim, maybe Brandon. I'm here. Possibly Aaron is what he says. Drunk. Hope y'all had a good week. Did any trick-or-treaters stop by your house? And my thing is a big no. We don't have any trick-or-treaters stop by because we don't end up going. Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing. I usually do. This was the first week or first year that uh, my son, my youngest son, Logan, ended up going out by himself. And because of that, he was one of those jerks that ends up where they have a bowl. Take one. Uh, He took the bowl. It's one bowl. One bowl. I'm surprised he didn't bring home the bowl. And the chair it was on. Uh, <laughs> it, it, the only thing in his defense, he said that nobody was out because it was pouring rain. Yeah, actually, it was and here they too. didn't. And the the problem with what happened at our house is it didn't rain all day, and then it just hit around. They, they oh, said, see, I it, think you had to start at six, and so it, they never ended up postponing it for us. It rained all day here, and then stopped for like five minutes when we started, and then no. poured more while yeah. we were going. My daughter toughed it out. She was a trooper. Have a wet no. feet and all. She, Really? She, did, she refused to wear her boots, so she's just trudging along puddles she's and just sneakers, gone. didn't care. Yeah, uh, so she basically, what you're telling me is, is has, you know, your sense, her, her, yes. her sense of, yeah, of she's anything. She's going to be a great tailgater yeah. one day. Oh, yeah, 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 I can just see her right now. I'm envisioning her jumping off a bus into a flaming table uh, and people cheering. But yeah, so uh, Logan went out. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Logan went out and ended up getting a bunch of candy. A lot of nonsense. A lot of nonsense candy. I ended up out of nowhere. I'm very disappointed in the bag this year. This year ended up a lot of single, you know, fun-sized gummy bears. Uh, Pretzels? Like, my daughter's got so many bags of pretzels. Get that crap out of here. Yeah, I ended up with these gummy bears, you know, and I say I ended up because I get first dibs. Yep. So I go into this. I find that I said at the beginning. 
bunch of almond joys. I mean, please, you're not going to fool me with with your fancy almond and the milk chocolate. I talked about this on the DC podcast. I don't like that. Yeah. I like Mount, and so you don't do that. Get them both out got, of here. Yeah. Got a lot of. Freaking, you know, I don't mind the Kit Kats, but it, uh, the, like the fun size Kit Kat ain't so fun to me. It, it's no. two you little need, things. I'm like, really? Fourteen of them, to, yeah. yeah. Please, this no. ain't no fun size. And so he ended up that it got a bunch of Butterfinger, which again I think is nonsense. I can't See, we stand got them, no but Butterfingers. Uh, I barely hate Butterfingers. any candy bars at all. Like, if it's I hear just... that you like Butterfingers, I'm getting in the car right now and coming up the Buffalo, I mean, I'll punching eat you in the face, I don't and then I'm turning around. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, don't buy either. them. I don't like I'll them, eat them at all. They're too sweet. Also, I have a, a problem where any sort of chocolate candy bar, I end up having to freeze first. <laughs> so I end up with these. Uh, I'm, I'm a Milky Way fan. I like Milky yeah, Ways. Yeah, that's another nonsense one. That's like nonsense. Hey, and please, you I know, there, there's there's a bunch of things. If you tell me you're a Three Musketeer fan, I'll no. slice you. That I was actually nothing. making fun of someone at work the other day who said they like one of those. the most generic like, yeah. candy bars. I mean, really, the Hershey bar. Again, you're you're not going to fool me by putting a piece of almond in your Hershey bar. Get that out of town. I don't yeah. need that. I'm I'm saying the I'm yelling at Logan too as if he has something to do with it. Where's the take fives? You I don't know, like where, almonds where are these fancy things. I, I mean, I'll do eat I, almonds, I, I don't like, but almonds. I don't really like them in candy. I don't. No. I don't you know, I said anybody I handing out slices of pizza. There, there is a church down the road that ends up giving out tons of stuff, and, and they didn't go to that. And it was raining, so I didn't go out either. So now, now no trick-or-treaters. I saw a post on Reddit that piqued my, piqued my interest. Back in House of X number one, Krakoa is communicating with Cypher. The language that Krakoa speaks is the exact same language that the symbiotes possessed by Null speak. We'll see how significant that is in the future. Oh, geez, I don't, don't do think it me. is, though, because Hickman claims that that's something that he came up on his own. And I doubt that he would have taken it from something that Donnie Cates did. But we'll have to see because Hickman, he don't play that game. But we'll see. Maybe that is a deal. I read yeah, through Silver Surfer be. Black as a whole and enjoyed it more than just reading it in individual issues. What are your final thoughts in the miniseries, Brandon? I'm actually on issue four right now. So I've read one through three. I really enjoyed them. I got halfway through four and got interrupted uh, while I no. was reading it. So I got to finish that one and read five. But I actually, we reviewed one. We didn't enjoy it, you know, a, a whole As lot. Much, but yeah. I went back to it, read one again and read two and three. And I, I didn't enjoy one again too much, but I really liked issues two and three a lot. Yeah. And I was enjoying what I read of four. So, I, you know, I, I, I was on board with it by the end. But yeah. I'm hit and miss on cosmic stuff. This just happened to be one of the ones I ended up digging a little bit. That's cool. I read issue one that we reviewed, and yeah. I haven't read one since, so yeah, maybe I'll go you, back and I read was, it. I was reading through it. I, I liked it a little more. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the art style still, but you know, I, I, I've liked the story. Yeah, you, you said you're like, hey, I really like it. You should, you should read it. And I said, how dare you? That's what I said back. I'm like, really? You, you're not running my life there, Brandon. You're, you're it's not, not too me. often. I change my mind on random things. In, so in I the meantime, that though, that's yeah. and that's the weird thing. While that's going on, I'm reading like Black Cat and Invisible Woman, which I don't think you're reading. So we're kind of reading different things. No, but, uh, I, I, I caught up. I had like eight issues of uh, Friendly Neighborhood to catch yeah. up on. I finally did, and I, I did as eight well. issues of like Miles to catch up on. I, I finally I did. So. Did as well. So yeah, we we were picking a bunch of things, and then just randomly, all both of us reading some things there. Uh, I was reading other things other than 
the Silver Surfer Black because yeah. I really don't like cosmic stuff. I was just reading the random tie-ins lately yeah. too. No, of I, the, I should go uh, back and read all carnage that. I missed. Yeah, I, I should read like that the Silver scream Silver and Black. lethal protectors. Yeah. I, I I don't have a lot of time, but it looks I like the either. Web of Venom series is continuing. <laughs> I'm squeeze those yeah. in. With the good sun in January, any other web of Venom issues you would want to see in the future? I think one of the Maker Hybrid could be interesting. Do you want to yeah. see any of the web of Venom stuff continue? Brand- I mean, I don't, I don't have anything coming off the top of my head. I'm dying for, but I do enjoy those issues when they, yeah, when they pop. They were up. okay. Yeah, they were okay. So I, I don't mind that. So uh, that's it from me. Like always, love the podcast. Have a great week. Thank you, Jacob, with Thanks, a K. Jacob. Yeah, uh, actually, I, th- just to continue that, I I think that's a cool thing they do with the Venom book. Like, I don't need another ongoing series every month with Venom. But if you want to throw a one shot at me, like, you know, once a quarter or every four months, I'm I'm cool with that. You know, okay. that's fine. It adds to the story a little bit and, it, and it's all science. made sense. Well, that's a, oh. <laughs> Next is Johnny <laughs> Fresno. You're done. Johnny Fresno yeah. says weird sciencers. Last week, I made predictions on how long some Marvel titles will be. The January solicits hit, and I officially stand corrected. Black Cat number eight was announced. I'm happy to be wrong about that one. You have a good point that Marvel usually cancels a mega round number five. If not, it will usually go to 12. I'm having fun with Black Cat series, and I'll read it as long as Marvel puts it out. And I'm having fun with it as well. I actually, that was one that I fell a little behind with. We haven't been talking about on the podcast. And I ended up, it was weird, because when you ended up having the last issue I read was like the issue where they first went in the Sanctum Sanctorum. I I keep saying Santorum, I've been told. So I have to say (laughs) Sanctorum. Uh, But yeah, when they had that first issue, it kind of threw me off a little. I didn't like that issue as much and kind of fell behind. Well, then since then, it's picked up again. It's really fun. And I actually really, really like it. The the running joke being and, and the thing that kind of made me chuckle was that she yeah black cat there and she ended up saying that she was silver sable and, and was getting away with a lot of stuff with that and that everybody would come up to her and her crew to say something she'd have to jump in and say stuff that oh you know me silver sable and it, it really made me laugh and the the idea that it ties back into that thieves guild in you know the new york city thieves guild that we had in there where they're going to now rob that and it's pretty much the the job that can never be done, things like that, like an Ocean's 10,000. Like when they had to get the weapons back? Yeah, so I I actually like this, where they're going to go and get their vault, but the vault that can never be broken into, so that's pretty cool. I usually go to the mat with you guys to defend mags I like. For example, I'm enjoying the King Thor series. We're going to hear about this later as well. Sure, there are a lot of repetitive dialogue, but the brawls are epic. I also love the grand scale Jason Aaron brings to all his Thor stories. King Thor is the end of the universe uh, as we know it. It has me shaking in my boots. I, I just don't like it. Uh, that's just plain and simple. I, I didn't enjoy it, so I'm done with it. And there isn't any reason to want to hear me, you know, cripe and moan about it on this podcast. Fresh because I Thor don't think I'm starts gonna... in January, yeah, so and, we can peek And again, there. maybe, you know, but uh, <laughs> Thor just isn't my deal, and we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, there's that. that's the thing. Like I said, you're, you're never going to win uh, with this sort of podcast where you end up doing a book that you don't like that everybody loves. And so we're just yeah. going to not do that anymore. You know, we'll we'll talk about books we like and books that we, you know, have been talking about, uh, even if an issue goes down. But the reason I don't trash many mags is that I just don't read something I, it doesn't look like I would like. And that's what I'm saying. That There was no reason at all. 
for me to ever get involved in that King Thor last week. There was no reason. It was a, a losing proposition from the beginning because I haven't read that whole run and I don't like Thor. And really, I mean, I know that everybody can get mad. Now I'm stepping over the line again. I don't like Jason Aaron's Thor. I just don't. I can't get into it. It doesn't interest me at all. So having King Thor being the end of the universe and that whole deal end of a story, I have no connection, no like of it. I don't like it. Uh, you know, I think that what happened in this and maybe some people be like, all right, I'm unsubscribing. I, I don't think that for the time being, I want to talk about uh, Hulk. Because I don't even know what's going on now And I'm not <laughs> having fun with it I just am not So I'll let the people who like it You know, like it And, you know, you don't have to, you know Freaking shake your fist at me about it He doesn't <laughs> like Punisher uh, He says Punisher is a character he doesn't like And and again, this is why we set up this podcast like this The DC one, me and Eric set up It didn't matter if you liked it or not We had yeah, to every review book. every book And yeah. then you start getting shade thrown at you of why do you even bother? Why do you bother? Da, da, da. And I, I want to avoid that here. I want everybody to have fun. <laughs> and maybe we end up liking a book that other people wouldn't give a shot and they give it a shot because we said we liked it and they could still not like it. But your review yeah, of Kill of Crew tempted me to pick it up. And I, I like you know Kill Crew in a way that has nothing really to do with Punisher. Actually, yeah, I know. Because I'm not a real <laughs> big Punisher fan either. Me either. But yet that is a fun book. I like fun. And if you go and say, like, you it's may just a say bonkers that, action movie. That's yeah, what it is. and so that's that's me. Where a lot of people like love the Immortal Hulk twenty five or the King Thor because that's not you know that's not funny crazy nonsense that has some substance for them, and that's what they like. That's just not my thing. I like to have fun when we talk about them. When I'm reading them, I like to giggle and things. But how can you go wrong with Foggy Nelson and the Juggernaut? You, you can't. I like Jerry Dugan's writing most of the time. He seems like a consummate professional who consistently delivers entertaining comics, and that's the thing. Like a Kill Crew, me liking that but not liking those other books is kind of nonsense. Those other books mean more. They're more important, but then it's just me. But I'm still... Really sick of Punisher. Marvel uses that character and jacked up, unstoppable version of him way too much. I like Punisher better as a sparsely used foil to the heroes. I like the way Frank Miller used the character back in the classic Daredevil run. Venom and by association Carnage are other characters I avoid. I'm sitting out the whole Absolute Carnage event. That includes your review of Red Goblin in the Marvel Patreon number 36 spotlight supported my decision because we didn't like that. <laughs> we were not very fond of that. I love listening to you guys. You have an entertaining way to keep me up on mags I won't read. That brings me to Teeny Howard. You picked apart the Doc Strange number one annual she wrote, and rightly so. The art is inconsistent, and it didn't help a shaky script. I want to see new writers succeed and make better comics. I think Teeny Howard has promise, but she needs a stronger editor. And this is something that I talked about in the Slack chat with the Patreon deal. I agree. And I yeah. agree that I think she that some she, help. she isn't horrible. I've read a lot of horrible writers. She's not horrible. She seems like she's very nice. That's actually a thing that is a constant thing in the Slack of saying, you know, she's very nice. You see interviews. She seems great. And I'll always give, I said, she is one person that I'll always give the number one a shot. It seems like every time. And then I'll say, that's it with you. But then the next <laughs> thing I give a shot because I like her and I want her and I'm just waiting for that book that I really like. And I, I just haven't met it just yet. Uh, you make very, and that goes with Excalibur. Again, you know, people can get mad at me. 
You have very valid points that Tina Howard consistently writes excessive, unneeded dialogue. Comics are a visual medium. She needs to cut out the yakety yak, as you call it. That's what I call it. She needs better <laughs> panel to panel continuity. Blame part of this on the artist while she consistently messes this up with different artists. And the editor needs to get Teeny focused on the story over the jokes and cultural references. What do you think of Teeny? Yeah, I, I think exactly what we've said, you know, the last time. I'm not a huge fan of really – you put her name on a book. It, it definitely, regardless of the character, doesn't pique my interest, you know. It scares me a little bit, to be honest with you. And I don't know, I've read enough of her books at this point. Like, uh, like you said, I'll give the number ones a shot, but I'm not like – it's not a writer I'm giving six issues to to see what uh, she's bringing to the table. You know, yeah. if one piques my interest, I'll, I'll keep rolling with it until it's not good anymore. It's like Leah Williams, too, with us. Yeah. That she's yeah, one I of those that we force with And her. she's kind of, yeah, she's a little inconsistent. But thanks for making great podcasts. I enjoy every episode, especially the Marvel Patreon spotlight. I actually nice. thought, and that is Johnny. And I actually thought that the the spotlights, when we do it on the Patreon, they end up where we, we seem to have a lot more energy at the beginning of the week. You know, <laughs> this is the end. This is yeah. the last thing for the end of the week. And boy, I get tired. But that is the mail. I also have a really bad cough right now that I'm trying to, you know, shake out Fight while off. I mute the mic. Uh, but we're going to go off now to a couple other books. All right. And here we go. And the two books in this section are going to be Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man and Dead Man Logan. We're going to start with Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number 13. It's funny. How many issues did you say you had to catch up with? Like seven or eight. I hey, think. you really fell behind. Yeah. I, I must have been reading it as you weren't uh, just because I love Tom Taylor. So it must have been the deal where I was I only had like three or four to catch up with. And, and I yeah, did no, I enjoy them. back there. And it was weird because I think that this book got lost in the shuffle just of other bigger books because we did enjoy it. We were having some fun with it enough. And then we kind of just ended up not talking about it. Uh, and so here it is. It's back. It's back. It's not appropriate because I'm angry about it. He's angry about oh, no. that. Now, this is the thing. Did you realize reading this? That there were one, two, three, four artists on this. No, I usually don't even look at the credits before. I'm just saying as you as you were reading it, because there is a little art change as you go through. But I didn't really think that it was that crazy. I guess I didn't notice it too often. Yeah, it's it's weird. Why would there be so many artists? I don't know. But it's Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man 13. Like I said, it is written by Tom Taylor. Art by Ken Lashley, Todd Nayuk, Ig Guerrera, and Dyke. Or Deke? DK? I don't know. Ruin? D-I-K-E. Maybe. Uh, Colors by uh, uh, Rochelle Rosenberg. I thought we weren't allowed to say bad words. Letters by V.C.'s Travis Lanham. That is a weird uh, first name. Not long ago, Spider-Man helped his neighbor Leilani and her children, Tiara and Jasper, escape the abduction by her father, Hale Carrick. And I'm telling you, as you're throwing this out there, you're really throwing these names, names, right? You're throwing names because we haven't had them that much uh, since. So. Carrick no, is not the, even in the eight issues I've caught up on. No, like it, it that's had what I'm to saying. Do with rumor and stuff, but none of this underworld. Yeah, it's kind of all I just sprung back rumor, up. You know, to be because Leilani hasn't been uh, or Le- Leilani. I'm telling you, I'm having problems. Carrick is the dictator of the nation state called Under York. You haven't really seen them that much. That's been no. isolated in the cavern deep, deep under Manhattan. That's in red yes. since the middle. Of the last century, and he wants to bring Jasper into the family business, oppression. 
Uh, since Spider-Man embarrassed Carrick on top of foiling his plans, the despot has been trying to assassinate Webhead, endangering innocent people in the process, which basically we got at the end of the issue before. Yeah. So Spider-Man is settling this now with the help from some friends about four. Should be a good start. And I, I thought when you, you you read that and go into here, yeah, you, you ended up having it set up last issue. But I, I wish that we would have seen like some weird things happening that Spidey didn't know what, what it was. Like, hey, man, I was going through town and this arrow whizzed by my head. I don't know where it was from. But, yeah, some, one person. And now he's like, all right. And he did go to the Fantastic Four to do that. So this is a big Spider-Man Fantastic Four deal. But you have Spidey go into the Fantastic Four. Hey, guys, there's this under York. Uh, you know, we kind of got to go do this. This guy's trying to kill me. He's kind of this bad ruler and things. And I do like the idea that Reed's like, I'm in. He he doesn't yeah. need he even to know knows and a knows about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. He knows about it because and I like when you do see things like this where, you, you know, you get a deal from another book not a fantastic four book but a friendly neighborhood spider-man book where it's you know reed is a little smarter than a lot of people and does know a lot of things and the fantastic four in general they kind of like getting involved in wacky stuff you know Plus so it avoids they, us having to recap the entire thing since they kind of already know about yeah, it you know yeah and now the the problem being is this was so long ago it that really you're going was. in but I love the way that it's tied in right away, because if you do remember, you know, Jasper and Tierra there when they go, they did love Johnny because you had Spidey end up having Johnny babysit them when they first came while Spider-Man went off to do stuff with the under York and things like that. So they end up, you know, hey, we got to go down there now. I'm not going to say that this issue didn't feel rushed. I'm not going to say that it didn't feel forced because it feels forced and rushed because I think that this book is ending sometime soon and you end up having Tom Taylor say, oh, my God, I had this under York story set up. I never got back to it. So basically you go to the apartment where you have Lilani and the kids and they say, oh, we have to go down and, you know, get rid of my dad because my dad's bad. There's already a rebellion going on. We can go and hit there. Jasper's going to be the next king of the under York, but he's going to be bad. So he can't go. He goes off with Val and Franklin, which is a, a funny yeah, thing as well. We get one panel of that, though. That would have been yeah. more fun. I thought yeah, they I were going to do that a little more. But then it's let's go. And they go down. She's you got end some up secret where- elevator. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had the secret elevator before. That that was there before. That's how they ended up getting up and down with Romer, which I thought was ridiculous. So they get in the elevator and go down. But even then when they get there, you know, they're invisible, so nobody sees them. They have guards down there. They are on the lookout for Lilani and Spider-Man at all times, it seems. But they are invisible, so they can go to this underground deal where I was waiting for, you know, it, you know classic things with the rebellion and things it's very much like running man if you remember that where they had that rebellion inside uh the deal i'm waiting to see you know some mick fleetwood there if you know who he is but no you know yeah all these things going down no i I figured you wouldn't he's from fleetwood (laughs) uh but yeah you have uh things going on here 
And also Dweezil Zappa, I believe, was part of that underground. You know my mom again, likes Fleetwood Mac. You know that. You like Dweezil Zappa? You big Dweezil Zappa fan? No, uh, no, I don't know. No, that. I, I figure, I figured you would stuff. not. I'm gonna hit the nonsense. Sounds like a porn star for you. No, no, that was Frank Zappa's <laughs> son. Uh, I'm sure that you don't know who Frank Zappa is either. And now you're gonna really really upset me so don't say it but yeah they go down there (laughs) and then realize right away the way that you can get out of this in one issue is hey the the big guys they're they're important because they have these cool looking guns and then reed's looking i'm like well i'm these guns from 1930 who had these guns last fatty arbuckle see it all ties in and like we we know how to hack them so now all of a sudden you just have a rebellion where you can just go attack and the guns get, you know, no use. All yeah, this happens. And the big joke here is the science five. The science when they five, do end up yeah. frying them. And that's not as funny right there. At the end, it becomes yeah, funny Yeah, I like to it me. at the end, too. Yeah, because yeah, at the end, you it. end up tricking Johnny into doing one. And things just like, no, no, I just saw that. Thing almost looks at the Science 5 with Johnny, Spidey, and Reed as the, the next man in in a fight. You only see <laughs> what happens afterwards. But yeah, so they just go, and it's very quick, where they end up disabling the army as they go. And then they're just going to bring the fight to Alani's father, uh, Carrick, but th- this is the thing. It's just very forced. You end up having, it does, you know, Lalani so going and get on a, a mic and say, hey, everybody, you know, hey, everybody, they, you know, Carrick's deal is done. You just, My you know, let's go jerk. on the street, go. He's a jerk off. Let's go. Let's throw down our arms. Let's take the rebellion to the street. And you have Carrick or dad then say, no, I'm not going to let this happen. Ends up hitting a thing with a bomb yeah, that comes out button. of. I don't understand. It drops because out my of the mind, sky into the water. It drops out of the roof. Or flaming water, whatever into, they got going it, on. That, there. that, my, I think they call that lava, uh, Brandon, <laughs> and in certain points there. I, I believe that's lava. Uh, so when that happens, though, I'm thinking to myself, why didn't it melt? Why is it gone? Because when they bring it out, the, the whole ploy of this is, is to get Johnny to be the one. You know, Goofy Johnny has yeah. to be the one to do it because it's, it's on fire. Metal. But it should be melded. I, I, I don't understand the plan of a bomb coming out of the ceiling. It must into be lava proof bomb. Yeah, yeah, I'm but telling it's still you, I, hot. I don't what know. I got the idea was they ended up making this system before the lava was there. So you end up, oh my, this will be awesome. It's even, it even has duct tape around it. That ain't surviving lava. It's got yeah. duct tape. This it thing looks, looks like shabby. it was put together by, by you know some idiot from the internet, and it just goes in the lava. Yeah. I don't it understand. Looks like one of those fake bombs. He was just trying to kill his daughter yeah. here, which is coming yeah, up really. next. So <laughs> this is the thing where they they have Johnny going through the steps to do this he does end up disarming it there really isn't any tension at all in my no, mind he whatsoever does it in no time. yeah there just doesn't seem to be anything going on that ends up being like oh my god they're not going to do it they're not going to do snip it the even red with wire. that yeah that's what they do that's all you have to do and then it's yeah they're like the what's next what's next put your hands up flame off and then boom science five they end up giving them the, the triple deal the double you know high five and ben sees it and he's like that I didn't consent to that. All. And then Ben's like, did you just do the science five? It was a trick. I know what I saw. And he goes <laughs> off. But then it just ends with, like, I want to know what happens to everybody then. Because then they go up to get the kids. And they're going to go back down a week later, it says, where they're going away. They're going to go down there. They're going to, you know, do their own thing. They're going to have their own sort of 
you know, Life. kingdom there under yeah. York will be fine. You'll have the kids and, well, and, and it just ends. And so they're like, hey, and you end up having the little kids hug Johnny and we don't even know about these kids. They were there. Yeah. And it was the crazy thing. Remember when they were in the, the hamper at yep. one point and all that stuff? They and were hiding just like, from Boomerang. Oh, and-, and and I'll tell you, by this point, there is an obvious change in the art. And I'll tell you, by the end, it does look like, and I, I forget who he said, but it looks like a Victor Bogdanovich or even a Greg Capullo by the end, actually, with the little kid, yeah, the way his bit. eyes are and stuff. And like, oh, it man. the Dyke Ryun. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So he ends up saying like, oh, Spidey, you're my third favorite. It's like, what? And, and, you know, well, that guy's made of rocks. The end. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's such a quick issue that I don't get mad at. It it does tie in and end that deal. But boy, that seemed like this was going to be something more important, especially the idea when you wrap it around that this under York was something that Reed knew about because it was that important and all yeah. the stuff going on. And then you also get the idea of Reed. What did you know? Did you know that they had a guy running that for years and yeah, years that was a jerk? With everybody you know, being, oppressed. Yeah, yeah, really. Is that what you knew? Yeah, you stupid jerk. But no, you end up with just everybody like, yeah, all right. But th- this is the thing. This is what I kind of like from this book. But the the weird thing about it is you you caught up on it. So many better issues I know. <laughs> leading yeah, to this I was, that we should have talked about. I was about really other enjoying the entire series that I caught up on yeah. up until this I'm issue. You, I, even, <laughs> I even liked the issue, and I saw a lot of people seem to not like it. I liked the issue, uh, you know, with MJ going yeah, around and, and helping out. That was cool. I and so where you do get this book now, is that kind of been these like stories. the Mary Jane number one issue. You yeah, know what I'm that saying? That was awesome. But yeah, yeah so and so where we a lot of people were wondering before when Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man started, a lot of people were saying, you know, hey, uh, I wonder what this book's going to be and why do you want to have this book? And there's so many spider books. Well, I'm a Tom Taylor fan, so I'm going to, you know, like it or at least try it out anyway. But what I liked were these little stories. It did have a better, you know, more of a humor, more of a, you know, little tiny things. That you, you had those yeah, little two kids and three at the beginning. Shots and things like that. Yeah. So I did like it. This one just seems like, all right, let's tie everything yeah. up. Yep. And it just so I can really just kind of have fun with my last and it couple. Seemed I guess very obvious, yeah, of yeah. that. So that that was upsetting. So with that, still going to give it a six five. Uh, and it's not a that's not as negative as it sounds. This is not something that you're going to read and hate. It's just something that you're going to read and say, "All right, I'm done with that." And not really think about it later. Not really think, you know, through. There is a lot of artists on, but I don't think that affects it too much. There is a change, though, as we were going through this, I even was looking, um, but not enough to really get me upset about it. No, but it's everything better than contagion. This, yeah, yeah. This idea of a rebellion, these kids, Lilani, even like you said, I would have liked to have seen these little kids with Franklin and Val a little more because that looked pretty cool. Even the worst people yeah, to they babysit. Had them in the fantastic I mean, car. that's what I'm saying. You end up with these kids that are supposed to be so undercover and they're out in the fantastic car driving around. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see how it goes. What would you give it? Yeah, I'm going to give it a 6.5 because I, I did enjoy it more oh, than yeah, Contagion, oh, but yeah. it, it was probably my least favorite in the bunch of Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man binge that I just completed. So um, Yeah, yeah, that you know, was a shame. I, I did because enjoy I'm with the you. art, though. Like the art 
art looks good. Like Spider-Man looks great as a character yeah. in, in the issue. Uh, it's just the under York stuff never did it for me in this book. Every issue aside from under York, I've really enjoyed in the series. So you're so saying the say under York was underwhelming. Oh, very. What you were cool. saying. <laughs> oh, that's what you're saying. Underwhelming yes. York is Certainly. what you told me. Plus you, you hate New York city because you're in Buffalo yeah, I'm not, I'm and, and you have, you have New York city. They take all our tax you money, you know, we, we yeah, pay really. for them. So. Bunch of jerks. I ended up, uh, you know, I live in Philadelphia or just outside of Philadelphia. And there's the big thing about, you know, us having New York City envy as well. And I, I don't really care. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, don't like the big, like big like city like. Yeah, I, I want to be on Green Acres. Uh, you, you take Manhattan. I want to live in the Green Acres yeah. with talking pigs and it's a young and man's game. spaceships. I'm isn't, from that. isn't that Green Acres? You ever watch Green Acres? It's I know just, Green just going to this is just going to be the podcast that where used I just to be throw on Nick stuff at night. out. That's why I know yeah. Green Acres because Isn't my, the my buddy's the, mom used to watch. It's the one Nick with the night spaceships constantly. and the aliens, right? I'm just testing. No, you. I'm testing. No, no, no. no. It's that's, not. That's I'm waiting the, for you. Yeah, I like that. The the pretty girl and the uh, businessman. No, no, that's right? not they buy lost a farm. in space. Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, Shaja Gabor's sister. You know who Shaja Gabor is? Well, of see, here's what I was going to say. I know Green Acres the movie better than I I know the TV show stuff. If if you know the Movie I'm talking no, about, right? I don't even think that there I is a movie. Can, yes, I think that yes. you're full of crap. No, they came out with the Green Acres There is movie, no I'm movie. You. The movie would be a up. TV movie based on those things. They never had a, a redone movie. You are so full of crap. I have to look it up now. No, this is the thing. Don't even test me. You look it up while I'm reading this next thing because you're wrong. They, they had a TV <laughs> movie like Return maybe, to Green Acres. You're going to find. That's all you're going to find. Know. What are you thinking about? The Honeymooners remake? Well, here oh, it is. Dead Man Logan is. number yeah, 12. 1990. That would be what I know. What? The, the Honeymooners remake? That's no, what re- you were thinking? The, re- the, the Return to Green Acres yeah, is yeah, probably that was what just, I'm thinking of. That was just Television a TV comedy. movie. Yeah. Oh, you idiot. Hour 34 yeah, There we go. That's definitely this is where somebody give him a one-star review. He knows the guy is drunk. <laughs> Dead oh, Man right Logan number 12. Yeah, yeah, you were right. Back in his not. original timeline, <laughs> Logan reunited with Danny Cage and Bruce Banner Jr., the last surviving Hulk, Mr. Sinister, and Sabretooth, had pursued Banner across the country to Hammer Falls, the location of Thor's enchanted hammer. Danny was shot and bleeding out when she grabbed the hammer and became Thor. And it is written by Ed Brisson. You have art by Mike Henderson, colors by Nolan Woodard, and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. I'll tell you, we've been sticking with this throughout all of this podcast. This has been one of the deals having, you know, not even just in Dead Man Logan, uh, having this Logan and going back to the wasteland and things like that. You still try and desperately look it up and prove yourself right because no, you're no, not no. going to. I gave up. So, I saw a so TV with movie. This here, so with this whole deal... I was actually worried for this finale, uh, and basically because you ended up having Danny become Thor, and it seemed kind of again, it seemed it's like, like a, a little pilot. forced, and it was yeah. a backdoor pilot because we're going to have Avengers of the Wasteland with her and Hulk from this. So I thought, okay, what we're going to end up getting here in this last issue is going to be a non-ending to get to that, and it's yep. really going to upset me because I of all the time Logan we put wasn't going to die either. To be honest, yeah, with I actually you. thought like, that. Ugh. That's what I'm saying. So I, you know, that all these things going on, and I was wrong, and I was very wrong, and I really, really like this issue, and I like this issue for everything in it, including how it ends for 
Logan, but also how, you know, Danny and Hulk are in this because it doesn't seem like it's like, hey, everybody, let's force this next book here. Let's do it. Their parts in this make sense and actually got some feels out of it. And I really, really did like it because it just basically, though, is you're going to get what you wanted from this whole thing in this last issue. You wanted to have Sabretooth and Wolverine fight. Yeah, it may not have been as epic as maybe you wanted it to be. Sabretooth's talking a lot of crap to just yeah, get uh, just obliterated. I like when you find out what Wolverine did to him back in the day. Cut him up into pieces yeah. and buried him all over the yeah, place. Yeah, buried him all over the place. <laughs> That's why you end up having all those clones because he ended yeah. up getting all those. So you have that. Well, you know, Hulk's going at it. You end up having Danny Thor talking Thor speak. And again, if you're going to do it as kind of a joke, I'm down. If yeah. it's all the time that no, I, I, you know, I, I get oh, sick of it. You're talking like that already, too? Yeah. And even the part where you have Sinister is like, hey, give me that green bastard before. And Danny just throws the hammer and just (laughs) obliterates him. There's (laughs) eyeballs flying. I I pity this guy behind him that's getting, you know, all the gook and, and stuff all over him, stuff like that. But with this going on, you know, Logan's just going for that last hurrah because he uses his last bit of Regenics. You know, the, the Regenex and he it doesn't work. It's not working anymore. And he is in big trouble. He's dying. So he says when they, they pretty much get rid of everybody by the middle of the book, if not yeah. a little before. They just obliterate everyone. I mean, you end up with Sabretooth just destroyed. Just destroyed. Yeah. And it's gory. It's all I mean, when you end up panning out from when Logan has destroyed Sabretooth, I mean, he has destroyed it's everywhere. You, you see yeah. what appears to be a shoe, uh, two shoes, maybe. He he hit him out of his shoes or just hit him there. <laughs> and, you know, his head's at his one spot and all rolling, that. Just yep. done. Just done. And, uh, yeah, Danny and Hulk come over, Bruce come over and like, oh, come on, you know, you're okay. You're, you're going to heal. To you're going to get yeah. this. And like, no, 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 I'm not. I know that I'm done. Let's get in the car. Take me to my house and, and let me finish. And uh, yeah, they do that. Now, I also like where you stick with what got you there because they're in the car. They're they're driving out. You have people chasing because what appears to be the Thor Sister's zealots. Followers, now, yeah. I'm telling you, the one things appear to be the Thor people that are trying to go get Danny because they want to worship her. And she's just getting the heck out of town. And hey, wait a minute. Wait, stop. And they're going out. But you have Bruce there. He's reading his books like he always does. He's reading, you know, crazy mathematic books and stuff like that as they're trying to get to Logan's ranch, which they do end up getting there. Logan can't even walk to it. They can, no, they and what he wants to there. go to is he wants to go to the graves and, you know, of his wife and, and two kids. So he ends up being taken there. And I like it, too. They're like, hey, we'll, we'll let you do what you got to do. I'm like, what he's got to do? He's going to die. I, I mean, know. What, what do you think he's going to do? But you do what you have to do. We'll be over here if you need us. Do you think and he's going to really dig like, his own hole? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. And I really like the, the dialogue here because they're going to walk away. And he's like, thank you. And then he stops him and says, listen, Bruce, you know, I didn't mean to leave. That wasn't what I wanted to do. I wish I could do something better. I wish I could have made it different for you. But take care of Danny. Please just take care of her. And he says, okay. And he's all upset, you know, and, and this is the, I mean, Logan looks like hell. Look I know. He, he looks like a ghost destroyed. at this point. I know. Yeah. He looks white. And no then color he, he tell, yeah. And he tells Danny, your parents would be proud of you. They really would be proud to see what you become. And, and really in this wasteland of just nonsense and horror and awfulness, you're, you're one of the only good people and they would be really proud of you. And then she's like, thank you. 
And then she says, you know, Maureen, Jaden, Scotty would be proud of you, too. And I really like that. I'm telling you, I'm getting a little choked up here because no, I the, think idea, the dialogue in the end of this great. issue, the back half. And, is and awesome. you know what's great about it is it's not overdone. It's just, you know, these words that I can see them being said by Logan to them. And then the same thing back because all this stuff and you've been more involved in, you know, yeah, the yeah. whole old man Logan and stuff like that. But I, I've had a lot of it now, uh, thanks to you. And at this point, It's one of those where it's so weird, and maybe it's because it's lasted so long. Maybe at points people were mad that it went so long, whatever. But when you get to this point, it's not as if I want him to live. I I actually get to this point as if this is the greatest thing is that I want him to have some rest. That's how much we've been involved with him and how much crap he's gone through that I actually feel as if He's almost like a family member that I've seen suffer all this time. And now he's finally back. Yeah. And he's finally back there at the grave of his wife and kids. And this is where he wanted to be all that time, even when he was in our, you know, world or the 616. And, and now he's back at the wasteland. This is what it's all been for. And the guy just deserves to die. He deserves to be with his family somewhere. If, if you believe in that sort of thing, but also just to rest. His fight has been so long. He's done so much. Just let him go. And, yeah, he he ends up saying, you know, to the grave and to, you know, his wife and kids, you know, I'm sorry I wasn't there. I should have been. I wasn't there when you needed me. Uh, but, you know, I'm sorry. I let you down. I just hope you can forgive me when I see you. And, again, I'm like, God, I, I'm getting, know, you know, choked up. Dialogue. And, he, he, and he dies. He just dies then. Yeah, He's he crying, to too. And he dies and goes to the light. And, and that's the thing. This isn't the hokey deal where all of a sudden you see him in heaven with his kids and wife. You don't see any of that. You can just hope that that's what happened. Hope that he does get to see them one more time or even live with them, you know, in an afterlife if there was. Um, But, yeah, you end up then he's buried. You know, he's laying there. We get to see that. And now he's already buried. And you have Danny and Hulk just saying, "I," you know, Danny's like, I never thought that he would die. I never thought that this would be the way he would go, but finally he has some peace. And then out of nowhere, I'm like, Hulk, you son of a gun. Cause then he <laughs> hugs Danny and then like, says, don't be sad, Danny. We still have each other. And she says, thanks, Bruce. I needed that. And again, I, I when I first read it, I'm not too ashamed. I started crying I a little. I actually it's had a, a tear, a and I'm frog like, "Frog in the throat type moment yeah. here throughout the yeah, back talking half about of the it. Now I have it because I realized how much I had invested in these characters, and even Bruce and Danny. That there's something a little more than just me reading the book. You know, you ended up having me get attached to these characters that I really didn't realize that I was so attached to. And yes, yeah, Danny's like. I mean, Logan wouldn't want us sitting around feeling sorry for him and ourselves. So let's get going. We still have a fight to do. And, you know, let's go. Time to find somewhere to call home. Well, we know now since this, uh, you know, you had the announcement that there will be the Avengers of the Wasteland with these two. And from this ending... And there was I'm that Ant Man guy it. on the cover too. From yeah, the and that's what you had back. from, and that was from Forge's, you know, place where they yeah, went Mutant and escaped Haven from. Yeah, had, yeah, so you ended up having that too. Uh, so that's cool. So it's going to be in that. I'm looking forward to it now. I'm yeah, going to give too. it a shot. I I want to, you know, check it out, and I hope that it's as good as this. So I I really do hope it is. And then they have in memory of Old Man Logan at the end. Uh, with a little thing, it's you know, it's just a, a, a nice clipping. little thing yeah. for him, yeah. Uh, but the it's real, like the real feels are when he's you know 
knows he's going to die. And then after he dies and with Hulk and I, I just, yeah, I had a lot of tears for it and, and really got choked up. Not only that, we have another issue later that that is going to be another one that we have some emotions to as well, because it seems like we get behind these characters and then they end up dying or getting canceled. But uh, what did you give this? Cause you reviewed um, this on the yeah, site, I reviewed right? it on the site. I think I gave it an 8.5 on the site and I'm going to say, I'm going with nine. That. I'm yeah. going nine. I, like I mean, it I don't enough. disagree with you. I just think the the fighting in the beginning felt a little rushed. Like I wanted a it good saber tooth. Uh, that actually, you, you have a point there. It did seem like it was set up the whole time to have that fight, and it really ended too quick. So maybe yeah. I'll go down to eight point eight. I still really liked it. Though. I did. By I the thought end, it was it a really... great finale to the series. Yeah. Like the second half, maybe drag uh, the second half of the the series maybe dragged a little bit, a little um, teeny bit in the middle of that, and we were the worried about that. Kind of makes yeah, up it was for great. it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. So, yeah, I'm glad that we kept with this. We did every issue. And, uh, yeah, I- I'm happy that we did. Um, but now I will wipe a tear off my eyes here. <laughs> and we're going to go off to the second section of mail. Time for mail section number two. That's the remix. And we have Steve, who is going to give us a lot of crap here. Steve says, Jim Brandon, you owe me $20 for fantasy hockey dues. Don't make me send my leg-breaking goon, Eric Shea, to collect. This is a bit of a longer email, so apologies in advance. Just finished King Thor 2 on your podcast review and have many, many thoughts. I actually said out loud while reading this, pause for Marvel explicit warning, Thor effing lightning eye blast F yeah when he zaps Gore into orbit. The art is great and as always with Rebic. Uh, isn't that what a frog says? Except for the girls of Thunder, I thought looked a little weird and off, especially in the faces. Speaking of them, they are granddaughters of Thor, which means that somewhere out there he has a son or a daughter. That is correct. I want to read that story, says you. <laughs> the Thor speak wasn't bad, although I don't mind it as much as Jim does. And even though Jim thinks that it was dialogue heavy or redundant, I disagree. It wasn't just me. You said that as well. Yeah, I, First, I did. I thought first they just kept pages. repeating the same thing back and forth yeah. to each other. The first few pages was Gore having his Here I Am After Six Years monologue, which was simple and almost elegant as if he considered himself so far above Thor 
that he almost couldn't even be bothered with it anymore. And the rest was angry Viking curses and threats spewed from Thor, which I am okay with. But again, like I said, and it's probably going to end up me saying a bunch of times, he is there after six years, uh, you know, and I wasn't there six years ago. And I haven't been there any of those six years up till then. Again, yeah. I think it's a book that we never should have even put on the podcast. Yeah. Gore's dialogue progressively gets harsher and, and more passionate. Like it's all coming back to him how much he hates Thor and wants to make him suffer. And the That I Am Right line from Gore is an awesome callback for longtime fans, referencing the unworthy Thor storyline, which I have no connection to. I also thought his actual lettering and black word bubbles were a cool tweak, makes him seem more crazy and menacing, similar to Carnage's lettering. However, I wanted to pull the Paul Rudd Ant-Man line when he says, do you guys just put the word quantum in front of everything uh, regarding Necro? This and Necro that and Necro this over here too, although I give Aaron credit because I think the narrative box of soon there will be only be entropy and inertcy of all-consuming nothingness is one of the coolest lines I've ever read. That's what I basically think then hope that my weekends will be sometimes. Gore's gods may walk upon the water, but I am the sea is super bad, but... I'll stop quoting since I could cite half the issue and you might as well read it, but the writing in this issue is phenomenal. Necro phenomenal. Uh, I'll tell you, this is the thing. That's why I, I just, I'm done, and everybody who loves it can go on and love it, and I, I don't have to get upset because I don't. And I want to love it as much. I just don't. As far as Thor and Loki does, he doesn't, uh, he trusts him back and forth. I thought that Aaron wrote it perfectly. Thor basically says, I know we played this game before, Loki, but this is it. If you're going to help me, then help. But if not, I'll kill Gore and be back for you. Thor is very decisive, yet maintains the last bit of hope like the hero is supposed to. Even though the panels where Loki shows up to save Thor is a bit of a trope, I'll save this person because only I get to kill him. It's still done in a bad butt way with great dialogue from Loki, only for Gore to chop his arm off and rip his eyes out anyway. So awesome. The last few pages genuinely have me craving the next issue immediately, which is rare for a comic in my experience. I'm absolutely a Thor and Jason Aaron Assad Arabic fanboy. And I said, I do, I'm not. I, I just, I'm telling you, I can't. I like Jane Foster Thor, but just the regular Thor, I don't have any. I, I don't have any sort of emotions at all for it and really don't like it. It's just not my thing. But as someone who reads and owns his entire run of floppies and hardcovers, this is shaping up to be an incredible finale to what was an incredible eight year run. I completely disagree with both of you, Heavens, on your review. Insert this. How dare you! That's the that's how dare you number two I gave you yes. there. I have two separate how dare you's and that's the thing. I just I haven't been around reading it, so I just don't have the connection and getting in at the final deal is just not smart for me anyway. And on a final note, my necro back surgery was pushed back to necro November fifteenth, so you'll have to wait a couple more necro weeks to read my opiate induced necro ramblings, which we probably will get then, which will be cool. <laughs> and that's thank you, Steve. And yeah, I Steve just he, he's mad at me for not liking it, but I'm not mad at him for liking it. I'm glad that he likes it. And I'm glad that people who followed, you know, this whole run get a finale like that. It's just that wasn't me. Uh, the other mail for this section is from Dino. Our man Dino says, hi, Jim, and hopefully Brandon. That's just going to be a thing from now on. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Brandon. I drop my two podcasts from drinking. Yeah, and, that's know. what happens. Hi, Jim, and hopefully Brandon. Yeah, and I really thought I was missing you tonight, but we finally got the fight between old or dead man Logan and Sabretooth. It seemed kind of quick after all the buildup, but still better than turning Logan into an adamantium lawn ornament. 
Overall, I enjoyed the Old Man Logan series as well as the Dead Man Logan series. I would have liked a panel showing his family greeting him in the afterlife. That's funny. Or I'm like, at least we didn't get that crap. Uh, what do you want? But it didn't happen. I actually, like I said, I think that that would make it be a little too hokey for me. And the way yeah. it ended, I thought it was perfect. But And yeah, number 12 in the series overall, I liked it. Uh, yeah, after we got too. off the 616 back to the wasteland, we were very worried. And it took a couple of issues to get kind of going again. But yet it ended up and and with this dead man Logan now, I think that the wasteland stuff ended up hitting better. Now you get the emotional, you know, ending. But uh, I I liked it. I liked it overall. I I actually thought it was really good, too. And and like uh, Steve has of Thor, I have all the old man Logan floppies and hardcovers and And all that. And I've read a bunch. Yeah, I've read a bunch. And and the funny thing is I keep, you know, mentioning this as a little aside, and I forgot to because this is another thing. But I am actually in an old man Logan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm actually in an issue of old man Logan. So that's pretty cool as well. So take that, people. Uh, Minor complaint. With Marvel all year And I wish I knew the the uh, What's it called right away I wish I knew the issue number That I could tell everybody but maybe I know, I'd, I'd have to go back I, it was, I think it was like 38 or 30, it was Something like that around there. Yeah Yeah as every I want to say issue, Punisher, or it was a bullseye issue. Yeah, every every issue that I seem to show up in, because I was in, I think ended up being in four DC issues as well. I'm always getting hurt. I'm always yes. getting destroyed at the and getting end of hurt. A disaster. Yeah, I'm always running from things screaming. But yeah, we, me and Eric have been in like five issues of things, and and one of them being a old man Logan. So, uh, it's the. 80th anniversary celebration at Marvel, we know that, but it is the 45th anniversary of Wolverine, and we really haven't gotten anything recognizing that fact, like a really cool one shot or something. I think they're waiting for 50, you yeah. know, but, uh, you know, they, yeah, they know. should maybe have. usually get too much celebration. No, that's what I think's going uh, but on. They've, they've had that Weapon Plus stuff. I think that I just saw another issue coming out, um, an advertisement for it, not too, oh, yeah. not too far away. That's and cool. then they had uh, that Axe of Evil Wolverine one shot, which wasn't very good. I bought it anyway, but uh, I don't, I don't know. It was all right, but there've been a couple Wolverine one shots throughout the year. And it says also it's the 40th anniversary of the creation of She-Hulk, and just like Wolverine, nothing. Uh, and really, I, I love she. I actually really like She-Hulk, uh, especially. Yeah. I love, I love that Wish origin that would issue. Take her back to being an older version of yeah. the character. And yeah. The new Hulkish version doesn't. I don't know. I, I yeah, just don't connect with, with it. it. I'm telling you yeah. that that first nonsense origin issue that they really throw shade at because uh, it was just thrown out that there. I had you. so I much you, fun, and we did. Yeah, we did. We did it on the Patreon. That was one of the you know secret origins back issues deal that we did. It's such a funny issue. <laughs> There's so many things that get thrown in there that are so much nonsense, but yet still remain for the character because they ended up making them good yeah. as Side, well. Sidetrack here. You're uh, at your um. Old Man Logan issue is either 43, 44, or 45. One okay, of those so three. it's one of those because those are the ones Juan did. Is that yeah. how you figured out? Yeah. Yep. So it's in one yeah. of those. I believe it might be the middle one, actually. Uh, yeah, but I I'd have to go right. look. But yeah, if you want to go back and look at that, you can see my sorry butt in those. Also, it's the uh, it's also the 15th anniversary of a certain Laura Kinney, a.k.a. X-23 and nothing. Again, I it, it's one of those things that I think that they get worried, especially with the yeah. 80th anniversary. I think the anniversaries you do things for like 10, 25, 50 yeah. are the big yeah, ones. Yeah, and I, that I come have a mind. feeling that with that 80 going on, they don't want to kind of get people yeah, overshadow yeah, it. Yeah, and water it down a little with that. Uh, yeah. 
but I'd like I'd like to see some, you know, Laura Kenny deal. But uh, what are your thoughts on this? Would you want something recognizing these characters on their anniversaries? I would, but I, I know why they wouldn't at these numbers, uh, because of the fact that you're going to say, like I said, you're going to do the Wolverine 45th and you're going to have people say 45th. You know, yeah. oh, why do I care about that? I'll wait till fit, and not even say that. They'll they just start give yelling. Kind of heat when they celebrate those twenty-five issue milestones. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that's what I, I think that I would stay, but I, I wouldn't mind a uh, a Laura or a She-Hulk. You that give me any Wolverine cool. one shot, I usually pluck my money out of my pocket and buy yeah. it. So you know, oh. regardless Miss, of the quality. Mr. Big Spender over here. <laughs> no, I really, I, I really buy hardly any books oh, anymore. Yeah. I've dropped Batman, Spider-Man, like all the big ones I used to buy. So. I, I just imagine you, expenditures. Yeah. I'm, I'm down to like uh, I think right now, uh, one or two Marvel books. Uh, Aaron would make fun of me because one of them Savage yeah. Avengers, but uh, yeah. I enjoy it. I'd love it. Know. You end up going into your comic store, and the guy's like, "Oh, didn't you hear, Brandon? There's seven Wolverine one shots this week." And you look, and it's just got paper taped to it where the guy <laughs> is drawing Wolverine on the cover. Wolverine You're like, nah, says, "Oh, oh, this is the variant. <laughs> this is the comic shop yeah, variant that I paid for. You don't yeah. want that." And nope. then it's just like one of them, Wolverine number one. The, the the next one is Wolverine the number one. It doesn't even make sense. The guy has no imagination <laughs> with it. He has spelled way. wrong. You know, what do weapon I know? I X and it's every weekend, EX. You know? He has no idea what's going on. He's like, oh, you can take this there, buddy. And you just buy it up. But thank you, Dino. And that is the end of the mail. We're going to go right to the last book of the night. And this is the book that, you know, we were dreading. We were really dreading. Uh, It is Superior Spider-Man. And throughout all this, we've really enjoyed this series. We really have. And the thing is, as it was getting closer and then announced that it was going to end at 12, the big thought was, okay, what are they going to do? Are they going to continue with him being Superior Spider-Man or back to Doc Ock? And and the last issue kind of, you know, pointed we might get the Doc Ock deal. And I said to you, there's no way we're not getting Doc Ock. And I think that that's why I didn't get as upset as a lot of people. Yeah. But here's the thing. And this here's my, my uh, rationale, you know, how I'm going with this is the idea. You are canceling Superior Spider-Man. If you continue as him being Superior Spider-Man, what are you going to do Where with them? You, you've now yeah. you've canceled a book that it just didn't work for most people. It worked for us. It worked for a lot of people listening here. Uh, you know, people with the fresh start coop beep boop. We really liked it, but we weren't enough. You know, we weren't enough people buying this book. So if it gets canceled here, what? Why would it we work? We were probably two years all from thirty thousand of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> and why, why would it work to you know two years from now? Why would yeah. it work in three months? So if you're gonna it, give it, it a shot, it had a stronger connection to people when it he was in Peter's body. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when yeah. he ended up getting his own personality. And so when and you get clone. this whole deal, superior deal, not a lot of people were buying it. So if you're gonna get this canceled, the only thing that makes sense going forward is. Get back to Doc Ock and, and have a classic character. And and it doesn't mean that Doc Ock has to show up in Amazing Spider-Man immediately. Maybe you won't have Doc Ock work through things or, or what. Or maybe out of nowhere, you know, just throw it out there. We get a Doc Ock book. I doubt we will. But, you know, you have him got a Doom reset. Book. Yeah, you have him reset, though. And that's what's going to have to happen. So when you read this, I just wanted to see if it was, you know, a satisfying ending. And it's an ending, again, this isn't just an ending to Superior Spider-Man. 
this is an ending to a long-running story with Doc Ock and being in Peter's body, like you said, and Dan Slott's deal, all of that stuff. So it, it felt a lot to me like the Dead Man Logan deal, where, yeah, it ended a 12-issue mini, but it ends up ending a real big story Logger like this. Run, yeah. And I thought that it did it, did it okay. It There's did just right. one part that got on my nerves. I gave it a huge high score on the site, and I did that because it was also a score. I, I tend to do a this. Series if something score. ends, yeah. yeah, it's giving it a benefit because I want people to go and read this book. And who knows, maybe if it went in trade and everybody loved it and, the, you know, all of a sudden you get some, you know, uh, a second life. I don't think that's family guy, happen, but fa- it, family guy. effect. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. I ended up buying the box set back in the day uh, to get that going. I used to watch it when it was on TV and I was actually yeah. mad they canceled it. And- it was so funny that uh, my my wife, Tanya, she really liked it at first. Now she can't stand really? it. I, yeah, I, don't I don't really watch, watch it, so it that much anymore. anymore. I, I got away from it. I'm more of an American dad, man, uh, yeah. of myself right now. But Superior Spider-Man number 12, uh, written by Christos Gage, pencils by Mike Hawthorne, inks by Wade Von Grau Badger, one of the best names ever, colors by Jordi Belair, who I love, and letters by VCs Clayton Callis. I love her, though I think she may have blocked me. Uh, <laughs> but you have the Superior Spider-Man. And early on, uh, Elliot Tolliver, the Superior Spider-Man auto, uh, crossed a Norman Osborn Spider-Man, banishing him from this reality. So when Spider-Norman began his campaign to subjugate the multiverse, he and his crony Spider-Man uh, started with Otto. They attacked Horizon University, where Otto worked with his friends Max Modell and Anna Marie Marconi and his romantic partner Emma Hernandez. Then they kidnapped James Martin, a boy whom Otto had befriended as Spider-Man. Norman promised to release James only if Otto murdered three innocent people, and we knew that was not going to happen. But believing he was not ruthless enough to defeat Spider-Norman, Otto made a deal with the demon Festo. Otto would be restored to his original state without any mental illness or any memory of his time as Peter Parker Spider-Man. And that's the thing with all of this going on. The basic thing is to reset Otto, you don't have his broken down body. He's not sick. He's not going to die. But by then, by the middle of the issue, you are shown that he's like, I don't even remember who that original Spider-Man was. I can't remember yeah. his name. I'm like, I get it. But they run a list seemed, down basically of what yeah, he does and doesn't odd, remember. But he does remember being superior Spider-Man himself. Seems so like that he means remembers he remembers Anna Maria. And, all, and he and remembers Anna and Emma. Yeah, yeah he remembers them. Uh, but he's not going to remember Spider-Man. So as we go forward, he ends up, you know, resetting. And this is just the reset. And you do have, you know, it's very quick to the to the deal where it you really do is. have auto it, it, showing this issue, up. I probably read, I mean, not saying there's a lack of dialogue in it or anything, but I got through no, this No, it just reads quick. quick. Yeah. And, and you do have auto showing up to confront, you know, Spider-Norman there. He's supposed to kill people. What he does is immediately just break the neck of, you know, Tolliver. The Tolliver body. Yeah, the Tolliver body gets. And it's kind of like at that point I thought, okay, he's doing the twist, the small, you know, reading the small lines. Oliver body or Elliot body to come walking around the corner. And then you just end up like he just kills all these clones. And he's like, he didn't say they couldn't be clones. And I thought, oh, he's got the, you know, he's got the back door way out of this. It's not really for anything. He ends up where then Spider Norman gets James, and we know how important James was to Otto. And he says, you know, hey, I'm going to dangle him out this window. Uh, if you're really that bad, you won't save him. He's like, well, why would I save him? That, that stupid urchin, I don't care. Do it. And he ends up dropping him. 
by the end we we are told by Anna yeah. that it is caught by the you know arms, the TV the deals that he has extra arms and that's the thing when he's coming back if you're going to come back they they're going to do a couple things here Christo Cage is having him come back with a you know a body that's still if he could have at least gotten in a little better shape right you know, had, <laughs> yeah, know. even if he even if he kept the taller body but they want the classic look so you have yep. to have it but they go he the also ups the ante yeah oh yeah and he's but he's super doc Ock now who can control you know, hundreds of, of you know, arms and, arms and tentacles and things. Place. So he has actually upped his game. He does end up just grabbing Spider Norman, ends up finding the web that, you know, that ends up making him be able to travel through dimensions. He just rips it off of him. He's like, oh, look at here. That's what I thought yeah. you had. And then just opens a portal, pretty much cripples him. And then sends him back to his, time. his body yep. strategically, so he he doesn't heal correctly. And yeah, he's not going to heal. He's yeah. not going to heal right. And he basically says, "I know what it's like to have a broken down body. Now you do too." Hey, look, uh, part of the web of life and destiny. All right, let's open a portal. I'm going to send you back, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of bad guys that you pissed off, or good guys that you pissed off, and they're going to deal with you because you're a cripple. Out, and he just throws him through this portal, and and you're sitting there like. All right, he's pretty ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he blasted we, we don't Spider-Man's have... uh, to, you know, infinity. Yeah, Spider-Man's, <laughs> yeah, is done. And so you're like, yeah, this, this is a pretty bad but you know, Otto, now this is not Superior Spider. And nope. it starts breaking your and heart I still, the whole thing. still, at this point, I was waiting for the twist. I'm like, come on, well, you're not really was. doing this. Because he ends up going back then to talk to Emma and Anna and say, like, you know, hey, I just wanted to come back. And he does say, because this is all being televised, too. Yeah. So everything of him breaking bones and throwing people through portals and killing people, this is all being televised. So he ends up saying them, which I did like this little deal, because you have to get out of this clean, where you did end up where he was Superior Spider-Man. He was ended up that his identity was, you know, thrown out there that it was doc ock so you did have emma and anna and all the people that were at the university that were his friends and around him so that seems to be a setup for hey i'm gonna kill these guys to get back at doc ock or whatever and he says you do that and i will kill you i will come back you just see what i did that will be nothing compared to what i do to you you leave these people alone they don't have anything to do with it so stop but he does go off to see you know anna and emma And it's one of those where you have Emma's just like, I know that you're okay. And he seems to be like, you wouldn't date me. Look at me. I'm a monstrosity. Look yeah. at this haircut. The last time somebody saw this haircut was when Mo. glasses from, I wear. Yeah, like, I'm break. Mo from the Three Stooges. Uh, or possibly like Alfalfa. Game here. Yeah. So he's like, you know, what is this thing? So he shows up and she's like, I don't care what you look like. You know, that's not what I care about. I like what's inside and I know that you're not that bad. Anna, though, says, Listen, I know that you're not bad. You are saying this just to do it. You don't have to. But why are you doing this? Because, number one, you didn't let James fall to his death. We saw you saved him. And he's like, I am not a a callous sort to just let a kid die. Oh, oh, well, that's fine. But I'm not a dummy. I'm a genius, too. I end up looking into things. And you have set James and his family up with a trust fund from you after you changed so that they don't have to worry about money for the rest of their lives. Why did you do that? Eh, you don't need to know. <laughs> he just ends up like, eh, whatever. And you even have this point where he, he starts He's to kind of stutter. Yeah. Because you have her say, I don't know what you remember, 
but you treated me like crap. You did awful. And he's like, I, I, I'm. And she's like, don't say you're sorry. I don't need that. You know, you did some good. It's still in there. And then he's just like, you're a deluded woman. And then, you know, the whole deal with storms James. off. Yeah. Yeah. And then he storms off. But you continue while I call. Yeah, I just think while he's storming off, you can see he's fighting back tears. So he does have some of those memories. And, and, you know, it's it gives you that little bit of hope that, you know, maybe he's not such a giant scummer after all. But, you know, yeah. he's still in his original form. He's got the arms back. He, he seems to, you know, be back up to breaking bones and nefarious things. And he so. does flip out then because he says to them, you want me to come back to this prison of being good? That's not me. The hell with you. I'm out. Don't trouble me. You come to get me. You come to talk to me. You even want to send me a card. You're done. You know, I I will. I will end you. And even says at that point, I don't even remember who that Spider-Man is. I'm like, all right. You got that. (laughs) There you go. And then they end up with the whole deal of the funeral of Tolliver as they're treating even Anna and Emma are there pretty much, you know, that yeah. that's the auto that they love. He's done. You have James there. Everybody's sad Saying because of the Tolliver. And it's kind of, it's kind of silly because you end up having them there, but it was revealed that it was auto. And I guess that changes with the Mephisto I thing think it's too. Just them saying bye to the version they knew kind of. Yeah, a, but a way to them, say but you even have, you know, the the professor stuff there. and he's yeah, like yeah and he's people. like hey uh you know we'll never be the same i think that that's part of the deal that they don't remember you know the whole deal either but i love the fact that and this always goes with me is any time in the marvel universe you you could be the biggest monstrosity you could be made of rock even <laughs> but if you put on a trench coat and a hat nobody, nobody recognizes knows. you yep. you could just go anywhere you want and that's what it's i classic. need Super but yeah they're saying goodbye classes. Yeah, they're saying goodbye, and you do have Emma saying, you know, hey, this stinks, but I'm going to remember how hard he tried to be good. I'm going to remember the the good part of him. I'm going to remember what I, that's what I'll miss, and that's what I'll get over thinking, that at least we had that. And then she even says, on one day thinking of him, there'll be more smiles than tears one day. And you kind of get those whole things in here, even as a, a Spidey no more yeah, as one it more ends. Day because yeah, all that stuff. Because when you have the a- ending, but you even have him go off and say to Gravediggers, like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. It's kind of weird looking at your own funeral. I mean, I'm used to it. And you get a little bit. It's not as funny as he was. But you even get the idea, too, of, you know, you guys hear some money. You're done, you know, we're done the deal Here's your money, don't try to find You know, it's a lot, of, he's telling a lot of people In this issue to lose Goodbye. his number yeah. And, you know, say, and he's like And if anybody, anybody goes And tries to pay the Brother Grimm's Hospital bills, I will kill you And I'm like, alright, you didn't like them uh, But yeah, it's like, hey, you gonna visit James before, you know, and he's like, nope That would be confusing, I'm not gonna Do it, I don't need that crap I'm gonna get out of here and, yeah, you even have the deal where he says that, you know, I don't need to waste mental energy to dwell on things I can't change because he's like, hey, you know, it kind of was fun. Digger's like, it was fun being good guy, wasn't it? That that kind of had a neat deal. And didn't you like being Superior Spider-Man? He's like, eh, I'm not going to think about it anymore. I'm going to let it go. The That's why I use the die as cast because <laughs> once it's cast, it's cast, it's done. And then, you, like I said, you get the Spider-Man No More deal where he throws the, yeah. you know, the superior the Spider-Man the deal into the garbage and walks away. And then and you then get you my get favorite, favorite thing. Finn. I always yep. love it. Finn. 
I, I love that so much <laughs> that I even have files when when I end up because we record this in a certain way. It goes in my Dropbox, and when I'm done, you know, doing the edits and things like that. Eventually, I'll, I'll want to get rid of the files, but I don't want to get rid of them too quick in case I have to go back and do something. So I actually have a thin folder that I use for that. And it makes me giggle every time. So when we see this at the end, I'm like, yep, you, you ended it right there. Christos Gage with the thin. But I can see why I was upset, too. I wanted this book to continue. But again, like I said at the beginning, how are you going to continue or why are you going to continue a book with a character that didn't work? Because people weren't buying it It worked yeah. for us It worked for us big time We loved it It was in my mind If you go to the DC side of things It ended up being why I like a Guy Gardner Or a Damian Wayne Because I like characters that are kind of jerks yeah. And learning to be heroes And not quite the mold of a hero And that is interesting to me That's where you get more character things And you get more of a character out of that when you have somebody, because then you have somebody who's such a jerk, and when they actually do good, or you see beyond that tough exterior, it makes it that much better. I mean, seeing Superman or seeing Spider-Man even here, I'll, I'll stick to the Marvel deal, seeing Captain America do something good, it, it, it that's what he does. Yeah. And, it, you know, most of the time you're like, well, he does that because he's Captain America. But when you see a superior Spider-Man learning to be good and learning it from Spider-Man, learning it from Anna. I mean, the or whole thing with James. And, yeah, yeah, well, the, the whole thing with James was him going back. And that was one of the first things of learning. You can't save everyone, which then ended up being his obsession going to try to save everyone. Then you had him wanting to end single handedly wanting to end the War of the Realms. Yeah. You know, he wanted to do that. Then seeing that he did go back to james and realized or wasn't confident enough in himself to say i'm not the real spider-man i'm this other version the superior and you went from a thing that at the beginning of the series he was basically going through san francisco the whole time where they're like hey spider-man superior spider-man hey there's Sp superior he kept correcting yep, people because he was everybody. so angry because he thought that he was better till at the end he stopped doing that because he just wanted to be their Spider-Man. And it went a little like it kind of bit him in the butt a little with James, but he wasn't confident enough. He wanted James to like him. And that's when you really realize that this superior Spider-Man auto, he just wanted people to like him and accept them. And how Christos Gage tried to twist this in is the idea that by the end, they didn't. Then when they found out it was Otto, the rest of the heroes stood up for him, but people were not ready for him to become a hero. Yeah, and they, so he they made didn't a want the secret, the truth. And so he made a deal and tried to get that out and all that because he it be, just because he thought that the people wouldn't accept them and it didn't seem like they would. And it's a shame. I mean, James ended up being put back in the system. Because of his foster parents letting him involved, he had to go and, you know, say that they had no idea, all that stuff. And it's a shame and it's sad. And it really did get to me. It's just this issue. It didn't have as much of the feels that I wish it did because no, we were didn't. already at the point of him being Doc. Well, they, I mean, the, really. The last two issues kind of felt a little rushed, too. So Well, they seem to be because they were canceled. Pace. This is yeah. what I'm saying. If this might have been a 12-issue mini that they would have at the end decided if it would go on, I think that it would have been better paced. I think that it would have led better to this ending. So, yeah, there is a point where 
and we said about the you know earlier in the series earlier in the podcast about when you have a set amount and you know and then you know don't know and it gets rushed and it was a little rushed by the end uh i'm gonna give it a nine i'm telling you i give it a nine five on the side i went way overboard because of the idea that i love this book and i just wanted to then you know a thank you deal so i will bump the score a little and uh you know, it all makes sense. There's a bunch of tie-ins to, you know, Spider-Man and stuff like this from the past with this yep. as well. And now we get Doc Ock back. And uh, I do want to start hashtag Superior Spider-Man League. And we're going to start <laughs> yelling and screaming. And Pull that's not even being mean. I'm not even going to because I, I'm not on the boat to make fun of anybody like that because the people that I'm kind of referring to are actually good friends of mine. So I'm not doing that. But I, I would like to have you know, a little superior Spider-Man again, but it doesn't look like we will. So it's a shame. And now when we see Doc Ock down the road, it's going to make, make me cry. sad. You know. you know, I'm going to be like, oh, man. And I hope that this ends up being because if you really want to have an epilogue to this, I want to see what Spider-Man thinks of it. But again, I think that this is a Mephisto thing that you're really not going to get that. So when they end up meeting up, they'll both forget about everything and go. So it's a shame because Spider-Man really ended up you know, giving some you know, solids give too. Him advice yeah, and kind of his yeah, he did, and that was a great issue when he basically when he came and said, "How's it going, Otto?" And Otto's like, "It's terrible. I can't save everyone. I'm upset." And Spider-Man said, "Peter's like, that's what I wanted to hear. That's what I need to hear. That means you're a hero. You know, this is something you'll never get used to. You can't just brush aside that people died and yeah. they will die, and and you won't save everyone. But it, it makes me." Not happy that people die, but I'm I'm glad that you told me that because now I realize that you are a hero and he was in this. So I, I suggest anybody who listens to this that wasn't reading it, and I, I we say this, we, we gush about this book constantly, but this is another one of those series that me and you really like, this kind of a side series. We kind of go with those things, yeah, you know, little minis and stuff, the B stuff that we like yeah. more. Uh, what would you give it? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it an eight. Uh, I, I mean, I enjoyed the, the last drunk. issue um, for what it was. I was Stop a little bummed kind of waiting for that twist. I wanted the yeah. regular Superior Spider-Man back. But, you know, I get all the points and why it was done. Um, and I, I just enjoyed the character from when he kind of took over Peter to the, to the journey through now. So I get to say goodbye to two of my, you know, <laughs> books. Yeah. I really kind of like this Yeah, this it's episode, done one week. But Crazy. We're both pretty good. Uh, this so, is so I don't wrong. have too much against it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I really like the the art in this and Old Man Wolverine. Yeah, I don't I know if too. I said that enough, but uh, yeah, I like that know, as well. They, they were they're I'm just sad to say goodbye to them. I, I really don't yeah. have much to say other than I enjoyed the series as a whole. And yeah, I would say check it out. You don't really need to even go back and read the original stuff he's from to to get the whole gist of this series no. either. It's just kind no, of a No, because I didn't read all thing. that. I read some of it, but I did this is a pretty good progression of, you know, the whole deal. You just have to, you know, they end up at the beginning, you get a little blurb about what happened before and then you go with it and, you know, as it goes on, you start with an auto who is just a pompous jerk who wants to prove that everybody's better to the end being or towards the end being he just wants to be a hero and just wants to be loved and and wants to help and that's a great progression it really was and i i hope that christos gage gets another book very quickly and because i i really do like him and i have liked him for years so uh he's the guy who at one point i said wrote my favorite bizarro 
issue of all time. That was a big joke back when we started the whole DC thing because he did. But uh, yep. yeah, this is it's a shame. But we got Doc Ock back. We'll see when he pops up and things like that. And we can all get sad. The the couple people who read this can you know get sad. We'll commiserate together. But that is the end of the podcast. That's the end of a longer episode, I think, because it's very late. It's almost yeah, one a.m. right now. I got to edit this thing and all that. So everybody, thank you. Uh, for listening, like I said, we have a website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. You can go and read our reviews and everybody else's on there. There's a bunch of guys on there. Uh, you can go over to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash weirdscience. Also go over to our Facebook page. Uh, just look up Weird Science Marvel Comics. You'll find us on Facebook. And we're on Twitter at WS Marvel Comics, where you can yell at me about my lack of knowledge. Is what you can do. And then basically I'll say, well, fill me in and then I'll listen and then I'll listen and then I'll get you back later. That's what I do. I wait. I play the waiting game and then I pounce on you. No, I'll just we'll talk about things and you can tell me what I got wrong, which is probably a lot. Uh, but, yeah, thanks, everybody. Uh, the, what I'm planning on doing is doing an extravaganza with double a run with the x books which would be marauders excalibur and then whatever it is that comes out i forget which one comes out i think it's the ben percy issue that comes out this week so we would end up doing like a three issue spotlight he says his computer is ready to go so we'll be doing that sometime in the next couple days so that'll probably go up as just a spotlight by itself on the regular feed and then me and brand will be back next week for the regular podcast so thanks everybody anything for you brandon you want to say something? all right that's it last yeah, happened when so, i was nine years old yeah that's crazy that is crazy <laughs> that the last time this happened i think bruce smith was falling asleep at every traffic light in buffalo yeah, likely. so was, yeah so his, there you go off, eagles won today season and uh post-game activities Yes, yeah, yeah. Eagles beat the Redskins, which is not a huge feat, but that's what they need. You got to win the games, you got to win. So that'll be that, and we'll talk to you next week. Later.